I can make a fake snake. You do not pee in the pool. You do you, you, you not pee in Tim Duncan. All of myself is clean. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host who has never watched wrestling we talk about the backstory we watch the match and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list the purpose of this show is twofold first to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches and secondly as a window into the mind of my co-host he is the man of a thousand compliments the soul skater the mater d of matt drama the tampa bay topsider the living painting the talent the dirty crack of thumbtacks flying ryan murphy how are you doing today ryan we survived the death match we did we did had a great time a great time (laughs) a great time (laughs) i'm sure that was a great uber ride you managed to successfully convince your uber driver to give you a ride to jack in the box i did where you picked up some chicken sandwiches yeah congratulations well i've got big news anything else as far as pleasantries before we no that that summed it up (laughs) it's carried me over the next couple weeks perfect good Uh, so today, actually, very special. I know last episode was special. This equally is special, but in a different reason, different way. Uh, we have some special guests, none other than the illustrious hosts of Watching It, Donnell and Robert. Konnichiwa to you, gentlemen. H- howdy. I don't. I don't hey. I, I do not speak any other languages. <laughs> How's it going, guys? That, oh, it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful Seattle day out yeah. there. Yeah. Not, nice, nice gray out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us. Uh, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, watching it is a movie and television, maybe not review, but what, what would like discussion podcast? Would yeah, you say? discussion. Yeah, Discu- okay. definitely. Yeah, definitely not review. No, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't give ratings. No, mm-hmm. I would. I would say we're 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 the middle ground. We don't sure. we don't hype anything, and we don't just utterly destroy anything unless it's deservingly so. We yeah, usually kind of yeah. do a a half and half. We talk about the stuff we love about it and the stuff that we hate about it, and you know. That sort of thing. Yeah, just kind of a, uh, I guess, companion piece. If you enjoy the movies or shows we're talking about, it's a nice thing to, I guess, hear what we think, I guess, for yeah. some reason. I find it very <laughs> nice, very refreshing to see some some perspectives on these programs. I mean, I've been following, I mean, I've been following you guys since the start, but I, in particular, I've been following along with like the uh, WandaVision arc that you guys did uh, uh, by the time this makes air a few months ago. Uh, also, for anyone who's not aware... I actually guested on an episode of your fine program featuring the the Hulk Hogan motion picture No Holds Barred, and that, we seemed to get a lot of positive. Feedback that was super fun that to record was an too. Episode yeah. right there. That I, I'm I'm really glad you brought that movie to uh, to the podcast for us. <laughs> I would have never known about it if, <laughs> if you hadn't forced it upon us. <laughs> Uh, second, the second greatest Hulk Hogan film of all time, <laughs> only to Suburban Commando, which who knows, maybe eventually that'll uh, that'll make its way to. We're, to we're in talks. Your people are talking to yeah. my people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of important things. But uh, but yeah. So for anyone who hasn't checked out their show yet, I hope you have the opportunity. Make a point. Go do that. Uh, they will be joining us on today's episode 
uh, of the Hard Mark podcast, so you can kind of you know get a feel for you know am I more of a of a Donnell guy or am I more of a Robert guy? So you can kind of you know settle in like a nice pair of shoes, or maybe you're just like one of those Ryan people that I keep hearing from. Well, we're, we're the we're the same, we're there. the same guy. We're yeah. The same guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say it's like I spent I spent the first 38 years of my life as a white man from Texas, and I really wanted to be a black man from Washington State. So you know I kind of made that move. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's an easy transition to make. It, it is. No, I mean it's quite easy to just you know just switch it up. I, I will say I did not spend the first 33 years of my life wanting to be a white man. <laughs> Never crossed my mind. You should because it's fucking awesome. Like, there are some nice perks to being a white man. I won't lie. I've seen them. <laughs> Uh, real quick, just to kind of get like the plugs out of the way right here at the start, uh, if someone is curious to check out watching it, where where can they hear you guys? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. What, what's the new one that we just got? Yeah, on? we just got some. Uh, got us a script or our anchor, which we're using. Sure. Shout out to Anchor. Maybe you guys would like to, you know, toss us a little of that sponsorship <laughs> money. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Anger got us on something called like Verb or something. Yeah, Verby. It, oh, okay. it just popped up in our email and like, hey, do you want to claim your podcast? It's on Verb. And I was like, sure. Uh, so but- if you're out there and you're using Verb, if that's even what it's called. <laughs> Really, really, you can find us anywhere but YouTube. We don't, we don't, we don't do YouTube because you have to convert to video and all that, and that's annoying. Um, You can, you can also email us at uh, watchingitpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at watchingitpodcast. Donnell, uh, where else can they find us? As always, Twitter at watchingitpod. We are trying to do this social media stuff. It's not going well, but we're trying. <laughs> I tell you what, you guys are doing pretty good on the Instagram. Much much better than we are. I mean, it, it's a it's a work in progress. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I would say that our, our Instagram is a nice companion to our program because it gives me the chance to sort of like post videos around those types of things and, and that sort of thing. So I I do I do like the use of Instagram. So for anyone who's not to kind of piggyback off of your promo that you guys were just doing, but if you're not following Hard Mark Podcast on Instagram, you should because it's a it's a good follow. I think. It is. I follow yeah. In my opinion. I don't, but I don't use Instagram or any social media. The Twitter, the Twitter is, is rough on me as it is. The Twitter sphere can be rough on, on you know, even the most hearty of, of people. But uh, one thing that I wanted to do is, so anyone who's listened to this program knows, we don't generally launch directly into the wrestling. I like sort of kind of getting a little bit of casual conversation in, you know, break the ice a bit, and then, and then we kind of talk about the wrestling aspect. Right. So with that in mind, I had an idea. Um, I thought it'd be good to give the Hard Mark listeners a chance, who, who are maybe not familiar with both Donnell and Robert, uh, maybe to give them a chance to hear a quick quiz that I've developed. I figured all four of us could take this quick quiz just to determine who folks are going to gravitate towards. So you know that way, you know if I they hear someone's opinion, be like, you know what, I I'm a I'm a Robert guy. You know they can yeah, yeah. think that in the back of their mind. So it's sort of like when. You take one of those online quizzes to determine, you know, am I a Sex in the City? Which character am I? I'm a Samantha, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Ryan, I figured you and I could participate in this quiz. This is just going to be a really quick this or that type of situation to determine what our preferences are and to kind of, you know, set in stone who we are as personality types. Does sound sound good, Ryan? That sounds great, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, I like that he gave a thumbs up there. Yeah. For, the, yeah. for, the, for, for the listeners. Yeah, just for like, the listeners. <laughs> you can hear it, though. Yeah, nonverbal cues are big on the Hardmark podcast. For anyone who doesn't know. Uh, first item, steak versus eggs. 
steak versus eggs. Yeah. Steak versus do, do we have to take turns or can we all just answer at once? Uh, uh, let's take turns. Okay. So let's we'll go in order of the table. So <laughs> we'll just we'll go Robert, Ryan, Donnell, me. Okay. Steak. Okay. Steak versus eggs. <laughs> Okay, so he's never. It's a simple question. I mean, I I think it's an obvious answer, right? Like, it's gonna be like ten minutes per question for Ryan. I can, I can almost guarantee. But yeah, steak versus you have to pick one. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with Robert Steak. Like, I mean, I don't. So if if I'm I'm not gonna get except their place, but like I don't know if it's so good together. Yeah, they're good together. That's where I'm having. Yeah, but you're now now you're having a versus. Why are they fighting? Yeah, like I feel like steak and eggs are the tag team that you're rooting for. Right, eggs have its place. I like eggs. I just like the world's resources have been dwindled down where they can only produce <laughs> one of these products now. So you have to pick like right. which one is it. So I think and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, steak the top of steak is better than the top of eggs. Well, no, that stands down. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's but no eggs qu- are more versatile, so it's like which one well, do you Well, you talking about with? like health benefits of each too? Like yeah, I mean, well, we have one to choose from like yeah, so so one is eliminated. Okay. One, one. I, I'm still going with steak, but like you're, you're, uh-huh. you're, you're Ryan, you're on an aircraft that is crashing. <laughs> you know, you, you know it's going to be an island. Uh, yeah. You know, there's not going to be much food. There's a crate of eggs. Please there's bring me steak. I don't know steak. how long I'll live. Like, but like, <laughs> like uh, bring me. Yeah, which I, crate are you? Yeah. Grabbing? Well, no. See, that's narrow, Robert. You just made it where you have to take eggs. Eggs have a way longer shelf life out of the refrigerator than steak does. Not the way I eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Donnell, you, are you a steak man or an eggs guy? I mean, see, you brought up the thing. is The thing about steak is, like, steak is... I love steak. I, I, sure. I, I crave steak all the time. But the thing about steak is, like, it's kind of a one-meal dude. Like, when you think about steak in the for breakfast, guess who's right there with it? It's eggs. It's eggs. So, you don't, no one has just steak for breakfast. You get mm-hmm. some steak and eggs or something. It, it's a tough call. <sighs> Man, I hate this question. I, I, fine. <laughs> I mean, these are the hard. These wow. are the questions. Wow. That I'll just, I'll just knew, side with Donnell the table. The one that was gonna I will side with the table because I will say, like I said, I, 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 I fasted once, and when I was fasting, the one thing I wanted was a big, juicy steak. So okay. I, I'm going steak. All right. I'll go steak too. You know what? Let's let's keep it in harmony for right now. There will be other opportunities for people to diverge on their picks, but that's uh, a okay. Terrible question. You just separate steak. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question: Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Schwarzenegger. You don't care about why or anything? Yeah, no, no, please. No, <laughs> you just well, move right on. You're like, fine. I mean, I thought, okay, yeah, hit me. Because like, it's why. the American. He's the American dream. Yeah. He is a foreigner that mm-hmm. came to the U.S. with almost nothing. Yeah. And he, he married into our royalty, the, mm-hmm. the Kennedys. Mm-hmm. Sure. He became the governor of a state. He may have become like president or vice president mm. if that was in the Constitution. Mm. And like became the biggest action star in movies of all time. Like, yeah, the American dream. So, got, so got, you're, got the, you're got, kind of looking at it from like a human being perspective. Like even maybe body of work may come into factor as well. But like a lot of the things you just mentioned are just that's him as a human being. Person. You, you're, yeah. You're, I, if you're talking about actor, I mean, I guess that would be that would be a harder sell. I could see mm-hmm. both going both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'd still stick with with Arnold Schwarzenegger. OK. I'm Ryan. kind of in a grant, like what he's accomplished. <laughs> like he's the governor <laughs> of fucking California. Like, a, sure, you know that's I. I, I Sloan has his place. Uh, yeah, he's taking so much H E H. But I, but, but I mean, you can't say. Uh, I mean, uh, Schwarzenegger's saying like uh, that. You know, like that, that guy holds his place in this country, in this world. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm Cliffhanger. A fan. What's that? <laughs> I'm trying to think of lesser known Stallone. Oh no, I, I'm a Stallone fan. I just, cliffhanger? I, yeah. You think that's a lesser known Stallone movie? What do you think 
a greater known Stallone movie Rocky? other than Rocky, yeah. other Rambo. Than Rocky yeah. Rambo. Rambo Rambo okay um I don't know I feel like Cliffhanger is a big movie for him is it I don't know yeah, I think I think it's, I think it's big because of our age I, I may, think maybe it came out one, one I think it was like that sweet spot where you're just like a kid like oh shit look how cool it is Stallone's hanging from the side of a fucking mm-hmm. cliff that's mm-hmm. awesome. Tango and Cash okay that's a good one Okay, so we got another vote yeah. for Schwarzenegger. See, I'm going to have to split from the table here. Okay. Uh, I'm going Stallone because I'm looking at it the other way. I'm looking at the movies. Sure. Uh, Schwarzenegger has done some great stuff. He's also done some stuff that you're just like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and while Stallone also has had plenty of weird movies, uh, I mean, Stallone, I mean, Schwarzenegger has his accent, but Stallone is American who can't talk at all. <laughs> and yet he has become a huge accent star. People flock to the theater to see him in it with with, with, with his with his uh what is it what is it his his handicaps the man <laughs> has somehow has somehow made, that that. made a great career for himself the views um, of Donnell do not necessarily <laughs> represent <laughs> the hard um, but yeah no I I'm I'm going Stallone on this one I mean also I just think more I mean don't get me wrong. Uh, Schwarzenegger does have Terminator, and it is one of the most iconic movie franchises out there. Mm-hmm. It's had some ups and downs of late, sure. But uh, I just think, I, I just think Stallone. I mean, you got Rocky, you got you got freaking uh, Rambo, Rambo. You yeah. got it, it's just I don't know. I I, I I'm going Stallone. I'm I, going I think Stallone. Stallone has a greater range. Yeah, yeah. Like like especially you know even in the in the uh, the Rocky franchise when when he did like Balboa. Mm-hmm. Like that, like just, yeah, that was such a fantastic movie. And then there was one that where he was, it was like Copland or something, where he gained like a bunch of weight and yeah. yeah. And he wrote the first. I don't know if he wrote the additional Rockies, but the very first Rocky, yeah. he wrote that. Yeah. And then when they wanted hey, somebody hey, else you know to play Rocky, he was just like, "Fuck you, no! It's either yeah. going to be me or we're not doing the movie." Yeah. And here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Honestly, uh, while Schwarzenegger has himself gone on to be, uh, you know, the American Dream, and uh, he has, uh, you know, become the governor. Stallone made an iconic fake person the biggest thing in Philadelphia. They have statues of Rocky <laughs> up all over. The guy doesn't even exist. <laughs> but they're like, there it is. There's yeah. stat- there's hey, hey, you know what? Rocky. Detroit has a RoboCop statue. So, Ooh. Oh, do they officially now? Yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> okay, that's nice. How did I miss that when I went? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Schwarzenegger just solely based off of the the Schwarzenegger movies to me like his absolute peak I think is hard to beat like from you mentioned Terminator mm-hmm. Predator, Predator is like yeah. maybe oh, yeah, the good. best Schwarzenegger movie argue I don't know I know a lot of people have an affinity towards like T two uh, even like his comedy stuff like Twins was hilarious Twins, yeah Kindergarten Cop was amazing uh, just I don't know the, like that eighties run of you know conan the barbarian and stuff yeah. like man i don't think we're ever going to see another celebrity like a, a movie star at that level ever again oh they got a new twins coming out oh Do with they? eddie murphy yeah, right yeah eddie murphy okay. oh wait was it eddie murphy or wesley snipes oh, no it is eddie murphy it okay. is eddie murphy okay yeah, yeah yeah interesting um okay so here's what i'm gonna do because I, I do think it's good that the initial person gets a chance to sort of elaborate a little bit more so i'm gonna go then i'm gonna hit you with this question up no, uh, changing next. it up changing it up uh, Nintendo versus Sega. Nintendo. Um, that was fast. It, it's it, it. So growing up, I was all about Sega. I love Sega. But as what? what qu- real, real quick. When you got in arguments with your friends, what were your arguments for Sega? My arguments for and, Sega. And why were they blast processing? I mean, so th- th- there's a few. There's a few. There's a few things. They're all dumb kid arguments. I'm not sure. saying these arguments stand up. That's why they're the best form. arguments. But one is, I mean, 
the Nintendo was this gray box, and you had this cool, sleek, <laughs> black system, okay? Okay, just... And you were pointing I, out the sex appeal of the actual console I will console always itself. say, Sega was always a little step ahead of everybody else. I mean, yeah. ultimately it was their downfall, but they were the first to get a lot of stuff. They were first to get online play for a player on the same console and all this stuff. Really, really great. It was their downfall in the long run. Uh, why? Like I said, but now, not just because Nintendo's around and Sega isn't, mm-hmm. but Nintendo also, I've always said this, while they are very bizarre in some of the business practices and all this stuff, the thing is, they have been the ones to set the bar for what's the new norm going forward. It's like, who was the first to have sorter buttons? Nintendo. Who was the first to have joysticks? Nintendo. Who was the first to uh, do uh, the split controller? Nintendo. Who was the first to do, um, what is it? Was Ryan's just absorbing all this information. <laughs> uh, but who was the first to do uh, motion controls? Nintendo. Like, they're sure. always, and now even with the current system, the Switch, um, with its modular, you can have it at home where you can go out. They're always the first one. And the other consoles are not looking for ways. They're not going to go with a modular console. They're talking about like video game streaming, but they're finding ways to how can we get our console games elsewhere. And so it's just like, yeah, Nintendo sets the bar. Mm-hmm. They always have, and they continue to do it even now. So got to be Nintendo. I mean, Sega's great, and I'm glad they're still around as a video game company, but... That was borderline like a filibuster there. Hold on, hold on, let me I'm, go. I'm, let I'm, me I'm rethinking my decision. Was, let me go get a bucket so I can keep talking <laughs> while I'm <peeing> Perfect. <laughs> Ryan. Um, I have more experience on, on Nintendo. Like, that okay. was kind of late 90s for me. Like, um, a Sonic was what I played on... on uh, on Sega, so I'm an I'm a Nintendo guy. 007. They had yeah. some fucking great games. The, gold, like, the Golden Eye Ash. Four what? player, like yeah, it was. What uh, what system for Sega did you have? Was it a Genesis? I didn't even have one. I didn't even. Oh, have, I... okay. No, I never had a Genesis either. Yeah, I, I played it at my friend's house because Ryan's a young, just a young lad. <laughs> young lad, yeah, really 30. young here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just Nintendo off okay. of off of experience um, for That's sure. Fair. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay, I need some clarification. Yeah. When we say Nintendo, are we talking about all the Nintendos? N64. Or are we just talking the original NES and the original Sega? Oh, well, I think this up. is oh. open to whatever your interpretation of this okay. question is. Nintendo or original. Sega? I, just, just from personal experience as a yeah. child, I'm going to have to go with Sega. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the Sega CD and the 32X, mm-hmm. like, all, like it's like Nintendo's like, oh, we got this, and then we got the Super, Super Nintendo and mm-hmm. 32-bit, and it's like, well, Sega's like, well, you just take your Sega and you just plop this thing in it. Sure. Or you just set it on top of this thing, and now it's like three systems in one with, <laughs> right. like, all your games play, and it's backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. Just so, so many, like... Really good games like Mansion of Hidden Souls. Uh, Sonic is obviously amazing. I think Sonic is superior to uh, oh, to Mario and in, in, in a don't number get, of ways. Me oh. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, I just pushed a button. For Sonic, <laughs> Sonic never made the transition to 3D. I'll give you that. Mario <laughs> has successfully, but I mean, as a it kid, did on the Dreamcast. Not successful. <laughs> oh man, the, 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 I don't remember what the name of the Sonic one was, uh, but yeah, Sonic CD was amazing. Sewer Shark. I don't know if anybody, nobody's ever heard of that. Yeah, that uh, heard of yeah that. just that's that's not. Didn't they launch Madden too? What's that? Didn't they launch Madden too? Like yeah. Sega was like a yeah, yeah. That's when NBA Sports Jam. Was yeah. Oh, NBA Jam. Yeah. NBA Jam. Yeah. Well, that was on Nintendo's <laughs> with yeah. Emilio Estevez as a secret character. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I just they, and and I was really big into uh, like the the JRPGs mm, and okay. stuff, and they were that really good. Sense. Now there were a lot of really good ones for Super Nintendo mm, as well, sure. but um, yeah, I just Sega for sure in my in my mind. All right, uh, I have to go Nintendo. 
But it, yeah, no, I mean, I can respect Nintendo. Sure, Absolutely. sure, sure. I just, so Nintendo. especially like Sonic never did it for me, like because I would, I never had one. So whenever I was playing a Sega system, it was generally like over at my friend's house. And so like playing his Tails in a Sonic game fucking sucks. Yeah. It's just like, oh, the camera's going to follow Sonic see, and then see. Tails just like whirring in and you're not even controlling Tails. At the end of the day, I mean, it sounds like your issue with Sega isn't a Sega issue. It's that you had an asshole friend who never let you play. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm entirely using that against the company of Sega. Um, as long as I guess we're on the... Because we don't really talk about video games much. I will say I do have a recent problem with Nintendo. I think a lot of their mm-hmm. more recent business practices are shitty. Namely, yeah. the fact that they're doing the whole Disney thing where it's like, we're only going to make these games available for X amount of time oh, yeah. and that, then take them off of the online store for no reason whatsoever. That That's fucking bullshit. Bizarre. Uh, but anyway, I still have to go to Nintendo just you know for the sake of, of my fandom as a youth, but... Lately, they've been... Uh, How many questions are on this quiz? Uh, just, I think, two or three more. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I was like, this is going to be a long... No. Long <laughs> I, I, I cut a bunch out yesterday. Cause I was like, I can see some of these going long. Uh, Ryan, this is, is going to be right up your alley. Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. Burrito versus Euro. Euro. Wow, that was so fast. Yeah, Why? Euro, I, I, what they put in Euros is incredible. <laughs> incredible. The way they, they roast that piece of meat... <laughs> Like all, all, and then they toss. They just slice it down, toss it right into a fucking like, right into a. It's for man. a man who takes like literally. If you listen to the raw, unedited versions of a lot of these episodes, usually when I ask Ryan questions, it takes three minutes on average for him to finish hemming and hawing and to give me a response. That euro was just fucking quick. He was yeah, ready. There's no, no question. <laughs> just, uh, euros. Hands there's down. not even like a combination of burrito. I, a good burrito is, I mean, I respect burritos. Don't get me wrong. But like if you're comparing it to a euro for me, like sure. absolutely go in euro. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, Donnell. Yeah, this, is, this is a good one. I mean, it, it's it's another one of those. I mean, kind of in the same category. The the steak and the egg is the burrito is more versatile. You can I, get you can get yeah. the breakfast burrito. You can, there we go. Yeah, you can you can change things up the ingredients. But the gyro just. I mean, I got the the flavor mm-hmm. and and that that whatever that sauce is that is just tzatziki. Yeah, tzatziki sauce. <laughs> yeah, freaking delicious. So I, I'm not a big fan of cheeses in general. Like for oh. most of my girls, is that why you split the table the way that you did, Robert? <laughs> You got the poop problem boys on one side, and then you got the normal cheese eating Americans on the other. Uh, uh, no, but uh, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of most cheeses. Okay. Um, but and so feta is one of the cheeses I don't enjoy. But that's this is how good the euro is. Is like I used to get a euro and I'd get it and I'd like brush all mm. that crap off. Sure, but I just got so sick of doing that that like I just I just was like you know what I like I still I'm not ordering feta. I'm not getting feta in on anything else. But when mm-hmm. that euro shows up in the feta, I'm like I, I don't care. The euro's there. I'm going in. I'm eating the feta too. That's a good like fucking review of a euro. Yeah. Right there. Like, I, like if and here's, I can tell you this much: if you gave me a burrito with feta on it, yeah. I would be like, "What the fuck is this?" And I would not eat it. So no, I guess that's the difference. Okay, is, that's fair. I, I will go ahead and eat the feta on a euro, where I would never eat feta if it showed up on a wow. burrito. This is not the way I expected this uh, this one to go, Robert. First of all. It's called a gyro. <laughs> okay. okay? No. You don't call it a fucking Eurocopter. It's a gyrocopter because it fucking spins. And you know why? Because they got that big fucking dirty meat log uh, that's on the spinning thing and they're cutting things off of it while it spins. I think we like, know where this is going. <laughs> we know where this is going. When people talk about dirty meat logs, it hits Ryan a little close oh, yeah. to home. Maybe. <laughs> 
But no, uh, it's like uh, it, the, the burrito is superior. You have so many choices. You do. It's you like do. if a gyro is just going to be the meat and the cheese and the you're, lettuce. You're and really and going all in on this gyro situation. And, and there, there is no unmessy way to eat a gyro. It gets everywhere. Uh-huh. You need a fork with it. Anything that, like a burrito, you can just grab that shit and you can like tear away your... They come with the freaking diaper, man. Just like the the burger. It's not good enough. It's made to hold in your... I don't know what you're doing. You don't fork that. Look, you you know what I can do? I can can walk down the street with a burrito. I can't walk down the street (laughs) with a I'll give you that. You can't walk down the street with a gyro. I'm not going to call it a gyro, but you can't walk down the street with a gyro. But I'm not a big fan of the bread. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just something about that 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 just big meatloaf that they're just like Robert, Robert shaving meat off of, mm-hmm. like just out in the open. Just I don't know, that seems unsanitary to me. Sure. Um, that being said, I do enjoy a uh, a gyro from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> After insulting your... <laughs> their meat log, you're like, oh, but they're all right. You know what? You know what? Every single one of those places has fantastic French fries, though. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're yeah. French fries. I don't know what they do, but everyone needs to just copy that. I love Greek fries; they're the best. Anyway, I'm the... clearly in the burrito category Man, are you i hadn't noticed this is the hardest one for me to to make a choice on because i think they're both amazing drunk foods like if you're out you're drinking like a euro just hits the right spot mm-hmm. if you get a nice like greasy cheesy burrito that is also filling that same void i have to say that i think the best burritos are better than the best euros mm, just by like a little bit mm-hmm. um so i have to i'm an i'm the burrito camp but I, I love euros. That yeah. is okay, by no quick, means. Right, real quick, real quick for the, I, I, and this is a no. I real quick for the two burrito guys. Yeah. What? Because you just said the best burrito is better than the euro. So I'm just wondering, like, what's in this burrito that you're eating that's yeah. better than the euro? So the best burrito that I've like yeah, had mm-hmm. uh, has a little bit of like a uh, little bit of rice in it. Okay. And yeah, then and then you've got some some cheese. It could be like a Mexican blend of cheese, oh, or it yeah. could be just like straight oh, yeah. cheddar, okay. whatever you go. I'm still riding with it so far. Uh, some avocado, some sour. Ooh, I'm out. I'm That's out. interesting. <laughs> the I'm avocado out. took him out. So yeah. some guac. I was I was right there with <laughs> like you. Every time I go and they're like, "You want some guac?" and I'm like, "Nope." They look very upset yeah, about it. Right. Like they're that, just yeah. affronted. Like I know I don't want any, I don't want any of that. I got sour cream. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have sour cream for sure. I like this the avocado slices in there just you know for a little bit of added zest to it, and then you know your pica de gallo salsa and what you got to do here's the most important part of a great burrito like i'm all about good to great if you're gonna make a burrito great you gotta grill it on both sides so you get that crunch on the exterior okay yes i I like that machine at the taco del mar with the press what protein like that's yeah yeah, i think you skipped that (laughs) you proteins in there there. meats Oh, oh i mean meats like even like any meat would be good in a burrito but i i tend to go chicken burrito chicken chicken burrito burrito. that's Mm. bacon no, no, no. What did no. you say? No, fuck that. Yeah. I don't add bacon to anything. Okay. Bacon, <laughs> you'd never make anything better by adding bacon. You only make that's, bacon that's worse. That's false, I think. <laughs> I, 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 I side with Robert on the no bacon in the burrito part, but I do not side with him on that. <laughs> on the can't make anything bacon better? Bacon does, I mean, I do think we have abused bacon, sure. and we have put it in too many things, <laughs> right. but there's still a good place to throw some bacon in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes stuff. everything better. Burgers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Grab <laughs> Ground beef all the way. Okay, ground, ground beef. beef. Uh, yeah, but ground beef. I can deal with that, but I, I, I do like a good chicken burrito. That's kind of my, my main mm-hmm. jam there. All right. All right. I think we've exhausted that. All right. We probably need to get to wrestling. There's one more. Maybe we can get through it quick. Right. I have a feeling we won't, but we'll try. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll give it our best shot. Okay. Donnell, this is for you to okay. start us off. All right. We'll keep it short. This may be the hardest one. Oh, crap. Ghostbusters 
or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, what? Mm. I, I, you almost mm. when you first said Ghostbusters, mm. like done. We're already Why done. Why would you think this would be I fast? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, and so here's what I'll say about this one. I think you have to take into account like everything, like movies, cartoons, mm. video games, action figures, like whatever it is, whatever part about these entities okay. you want to. Include. I, I have my answer. I'm gonna get through this quick. Kay. I'm gonna say one thing: is I love the Ghostbusters. I'm not putting down the Ghostbusters. I always say reform. <laughs> there's a new Ghostbusters. That's movie. a Ryan ass <laughs> answer. I've ever heard one. There, Listen, I respect the yeah. Ghostbusters, <laughs> but they've a done a lot for New York City. <laughs> there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. But the thing that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have over is there was never any time while watching the Ghostbusters I was like. I'm Egon, or I'm this guy. I just I just watched them as a whole uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the mm. turtles. Everybody, I feel like everybody at this table too. You found your turtle, yeah. And oh you yeah, identified. You grabbed I was that Raphael and you, to you the spun end. That and I was just like, and I had French who were Michelangelo's. I had French uh, Donatello's. Had friends of Leonardo, but I never, like, you never broke down the Ghostbusters. It was just a package thing where you like you got a personal affinity with the turtles, and that's why I'm going turtles. I'm out, done, boom. Yeah, wow. Yes, got it done quick. Chimney Christmas. Yeah, where I'm, you guys I'm Ninja Turtles. I played the video games. So it just. The it's, video games. It's too fucking nostalgic to like go. Sure. Like, I mean, they had everything, you know, <laughs> in yeah. the that sewers, running the vanilla ice. Pizza, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ice. That's true. The, I think. That Wait, it, that's a positive point. <laughs> yeah, that's a catchy ass fucking song. It was a 1985. Go or ninja, whatever. go ninja, go, go, go. Um, the video game element, I think, is the one where you can most clearly point to the Ninja Turtles as having like a clear edge, like movie wise. I think overall... Ooh, those new ones, though. The, I haven't seen oh, the new the ones. latest ones? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They got the van in there, and it has arms with nunchucks. The van does. It's fantastic. We're it's not amazing. Ta- you're not talking about, like, the... Uh, uh, the modern the- movies with uh, with uh, Fox in it. With uh... Oh, I couldn't bear to watch those. The the turtles look too fucking the, weird. The first one, not great. The okay. second one, fantastic. I didn't even know they made a second Krang shows up. <laughs> Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm intrigued by that. That's that sounds that sounds fine. Anyway, clearly I'm in the Ninja Turtles category. Yeah. Yeah. So we got turtle, turtle, tur- wow, is there all turtles? You can go. Are you yeah. about to descend? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have to think about this logically. So video games, I agree the the edge has to be for um Ninja Turtles. Movie-wise, gosh. The second, I mean, that's all you. Well, no, I guess you've got like a bunch of cartoons. There, for, there's some, and there's there some, some good cartoons. cartoons. Good. The yeah. real I Ghostbusters were really I good. I used to watch the yeah. hell out of yeah. the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. cartoons. Slimer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slimer, yeah, absolutely. And then oh, the whole cast of villains in Ghostbusters. Well, actually, the cast of villains. A in- guy trapped in a painting. Or do you want an inter- or interdimensional brain right. that... Uh... <laughs> man. I mean, I'm just the name, sorry. I, Rocksteady I, and Bebop. Rock, just, yeah, oh. yeah, Rocksteady and Bebop, Come on. man. Come on. Okay. A giant warthog and a giant... Yeah, rhino. A gi- rhino. Let's go. Yeah, and then, and then what, was the, what was the what was the, uh, the fly, the scientist? That yeah. Was Baxter like, Stockman. Baxter yeah. Stockman. Yeah. Come on. Come okay. on. I All mean, right. You sold me. No and then insult April O'Neil. I mean, I mean, as a I mean, child, I think as most, a young man, just boys, discovering that himself, first, that was first crash right there. Uh, I, Though I will say, how many reporters wear a yellow jumpsuit? <laughs> that was a very weird, random thing. Just one. Uh, I get so yeah. And to this day, so the opening of Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. I still, when I think of my ideal pizza, I just think of all those people taking bites out on the street, and they're all just yeah, like that New each York other, style like, pizza, mm, smiling, yeah. like, and that to me is burned into my brain is like i just want to have pizza experiences like they're having yeah so <laughs> never, right. they, just, have, they never... slide it into a sewer drain so right, <laughs> right exactly okay fuck yeah ninja turtles all right i mean would, would you look would you rather live right. in a fire station 
or an underground subway, like abandoned subway. I'm sorry. Oh man, now I'm trying to think of the toys because like that Ghostbusters toy was awesome, but the Technodrome was oh, Technodrome. Dude, freaking, I still remember playing the game and it comes up Technodrome. You're like, oh, it's about to get real up in here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so real quick though, okay. Mm-hmm. So real quick, what's your turtle then? Uh Donatello. All right, all right. Raphael. Yeah. All right, we got a little... Yeah, but I am, I'm a staff guy. I do like me a staff. I do but, like Donald Trump. But Raphael was, was like pissed off and moody all mm-hmm. the time, you know? <laughs> 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 See, I just like the practicality of the range that Donatello got. And I was like, he's not an idiot. And then I thought that like Michelangelo was just sort of like the hip, like, oh yeah, of course people would pick Michelangelo because he's he like, was their the, chef, the coolest. No, wait, wait, wait. Which one was the the yellow one? That's Michelangelo. Yeah, it's yeah. Orange. Oh, well, orange. It's orange, orange. Sorry, sorry. Get it Donatello. Right. I'm blue. colorblind. Don't make fun of me. Are you really? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Which one were you, Ryan? Michelangelo. Of course. <laughs> Seems about Typical. right. Seems yeah. Bunch, yeah. bunch yeah. of alphas in here. You know, you know, there's, there's, not, there's not one Leonardo among this group. Well, that's Leonardo is like lame. Here, I know. Okay, we oh. really need to move into wrestling, yes, but go. one quick thing about fucking Leonardo and why he sucks. He had swords and he never stabbed anyone. <laughs> no, what about... It was a I kid mean, show. Hold on. Raphael show. had the freaking... Whatever they're called. I can't remember what they're called. Not, uh, nunchucks. Those are very stabby, stabby. He never stabbed anybody. Wait, nunchucks? No, it's no, just no. Wood. I'm not talking about the nunchucks. I'm talking about Raphael and his little oh prong yeah. things. I can't oh, remember the size. The size. Those are very stabby. He never stabbed anybody. If you're going to use that as excuse, I mean, both Leonardo and Raphael have a lot of explaining. I should have thrown a curveball and been like Splinter. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Jones. That's also yeah. Casey Jones. What oh, was the God. consensus? Did it all go Ninja Turtles? It all went Ninja Turtles. Oh my God! You got if you rewatch that first movie. The guy who plays Casey Jones is like fifty or something. Elias like, Coteus. Yeah, yeah. He is. I always remember saw him as like a young, like twenty-two year old yeah. guy. He's like, no, he's like balding. Like <laughs> <laughs> my favorite quote from that whole movie because I didn't like. I, there were years where I didn't rewatch it at all. And then as an adult, I finally got around. I was like, okay, I should rewatch Ninja Turtles. And so I rewatched the first one. When they are, when Raphael's hurt, like he's basically like just tucked in his shell. He's recovering yeah. from his wounds, and then they're all in the house. And then um, Donatello, I think, accuses Casey Jones of being claustrophobic. And then Casey's like, hey, I never even looked at another guy. That part. <laughs> it went over my head as a kid. And I fucking love that shit as an adult. I was like, okay, this guy's an idiot, but I love him. Uh, uh, oh, cool. All right. Anything else around? No, we're going to allow you to move past this. Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's talk about some wrestling here today. Yeah. Is that let's, what we're here for? Yeah. As, as it turns out, we're not here to just talk about gyros and uh, gyros and all that sort of stuff. We're here to talk about wrestling. Stinking so eggs. just to co- set a quick expectation, anyone who's been following our program long enough, they know what Ryan knows about professional wrestling. And also what he knows about snakes. And what he doesn't know about snakes could fill up a book at this point in time. But that's neither here nor there. Donnell, you you have watched wrestling before. Yes, I, I, I grew up on it. Um, was very much uh, more more WCW. TNT um, wrestling, as it's known here in the hard Markiverse. Good uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up on that. De- yeah. I, uh, definitely, you know, I know all the greats from WWF, and that is now WWE. And I think it's mm-hmm. dumb that they lost that lawsuit. Sure. But anyways, um, and uh, of late... And uh, maybe in preparation for this, my mind subconsciously, I've been I've been doing a lot of catch up, watching a lot of matches on YouTube, and so I I, I know the world. I've, I've, sure. I've 
I've been down. I've been a fan at times. I, I can't say I'm a fan now, just more because I don't know how to get back into it. Sure, but. you're a lapsed fan. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll, we'll say. It, it seems like a like a soap opera to me to a degree where it's mm-hmm. just a long running storyline. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like it's probably difficult to jump into. Like, yeah, at the yeah. it is like and it any isn't. spot. You know, I, I think it's one of those things where like similar to like a comic book. Like if you're just kind of trying to keep track of the storylines happening right now, you you really would only need to go back like maybe a month or so. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to get kind of a wider scope of how these characters have interacted with each other in the past, then it may be a little bit more. But that, I don't think that that's necessarily a barrier to entry, depending on you know yeah, yeah. what your no, interest level is. But Robert, so you've never you've never really ever watched wrestling. I don't think so. Not 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 that I can remember. The closest I ever got was watching an MTV uh, like reality early reality TV show where they were like trying to they were going through like. The, the course of learning how to be right. it and doing all the tricks and stuff Tough like enough. that. And then mm-hmm. was that what it was called? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It was remember. a reality show called Tough Enough. Um, yep. and, I, and I got like halfway through it and then I accidentally flipped over to TNT and could see who won already <laughs> because they recorded it before and then that person was already doing it. I was like, well, I don't care about this anymore. Right. And then, and then moved on. Sure. Uh, my, my brother was, was into it uh-huh. um, uh, definitely more than I was. If, which I was in zero. Sure. <laughs> so, not what, that hard to accomplish. What era was was your brother into it? Would it have been like uh, like the Attitude Era, like mid to late 90s, or was it a little bit earlier than that? Um, I would say mid 80s. Okay, okay. So yeah. like we're talking like the, the 80s boom of wrestling. Yeah, which yeah. That's also when I originally yeah. got into it as well. Cool. So with all that sort of established, as far as our base of knowledge, I don't usually take requests for our matches. Not that Ryan's ever attempted to give me any requests. <laughs> I feel like I have. Well, yeah, death. Yeah. Like, I want to see a death match. And then we saw how that turned out last time. Uh, but, but a few weeks ago, the uh, watching it fellas and myself, we chatted around, you know, what what we could potentially watch, what we could do, that sort of thing. And Robert mentioned that he had memories of a tag team that were clad in face paint, and they had football pads with spikes that they would wear to the ring. And as soon as he told me about this team, I was like, I know immediately who you're talking about, and. I was a little surprised that we haven't actually talked about them or, or watched any of their matches yet. They're probably the most popular tag team of all time, especially of the modern era. Uh, they are known as the Road Warriors, who actually got their name from the Mad Max film series. So mm. we're going to be featuring these Road Warriors here today. Which and they, they look this, very so, Mad Max. So. They to do, a degree. yes, to a degree. yeah, like, for that's sure. Clearly, what they're trying to do, go for. So, uh, what was that question? Which right? era is this? Is this like is... so? Our match today is going to be, I believe, in nineteen ninety. Okay, nineteen ninety one. Okay, okay. So they got their start in the in the mm-hmm. mid to early eighties, and then this, and but they they lasted, gosh, about twenty ish years, give or take. So they were around for a while, but uh, but yeah, our match today will be nineteen ninety one. Uh, we, we're, we're watching a tag team. Mm-hmm. We got got ourselves a little tag team action going on here in the podcast. It's, I didn't studio. even think about that, but you're absolutely yeah. right. We got our own little tag team. Of Take the, credit for the accidents, man. <laughs> we got the cheese eaters versus the no cheese men. Ah, I mean, I feel that as our tag team uh, operation here. So let's talk a little bit about the Road Warriors. And of course, if any, like anybody has any questions about any of this, stop me, let me know, and I'm happy to clarify. But the Road Warriors, they were formed in 1983. They were made up of a couple of former bouncers, which is unsurprising <laughs> for people to get into the world of pro wrestling back then, uh, and powerlifters. So they were bouncers and powerlifters from Minneapolis. Their names, not their real names, of course, but their wrestling names, Road Warrior Hawk and Road Warrior Animal. 
Uh, so the Road Warriors were a little bit unique. So they what they would do is kind of, as many guys would in the 80s, they would jump around from different promotion, different territories, that sort of thing. They would immediately become top stars. And like that was a little bit un- unusual. Usually guys would kind of start at the bottom and kind of work their way up bit by bit. And eventually they'd get a shot at the top. But like these guys, they were booked as Huge stars immediately everywhere they went. So that was a little bit unique uh, for that time period. And I guess it definitely makes sense why I've why why they're prescient in my memory. Yeah, and and you could see them and be like, oh fuck, like what's going on with these guys? Like you instantly wanted to know more about yeah. them, and they looked like killers, which helps in that line of work. So were these good guys bit. or bad guys? So <clears throat> at the time that we're gonna watch them, they were they were good guys. Okay. Uh, they would usually start out as heels. So when they would move to like a new territory like Georgia or Minnesota, they'd usually be booked as heels, but because they were so dominant and they looked like such fucking badass motherfuckers, immediately people would just like be like, oh fuck, I like these guys. And nice. they would get yeah. over as as good guys pretty quick. So uh, they had really intense promos. They had a lot of legitimacy. Like they did not do anything fancy. They just beat the fuck out of people. That's all they did. That's all that's required. There, I remember in the research I was doing for this, actually, I heard stories of like when these job guys, these enhancement guys, would show up to the arena. If they saw that they were matched up against the Road Warriors, sometimes they would just like fucking leave. Like they did not want to be in the ring because they would get hurt sometimes legitimately in these matches because the Road Warriors knew that their job was to make themselves look strong and they were willing to do that at the expense of their opponents. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Let's see here. So they would develop a huge following to the point that in wrestling circles, and this is real, I'm not exaggerating this, uh, To right now today, a huge crowd reaction uh, would come to be known as a Road Warrior pop. Oh, yeah, it was a huge, I got a Road Warrior pop out there. Like, that's sort of like a reference to how popular they were. So even now, even these days. Yeah, and you don't really hear people reference that a whole lot, but it's it's like, it's a known term in the insider pro wrestling circles. So So would you say these guys are famous within the wrestling inner circle? Yeah, I, I don't think that they ever, I don't think that they made it like past wrestling circles like they're not on the level of a hulk hogan or rick okay. flair yeah, yeah, where yeah. their popularity no, yeah. they didn't get movie deals or anything <laughs> no no they never yeah exactly there so their popularity would be akin to gosh like a sting maybe okay or i don't know whoever's like really popular with wrestling or the undertaker you know what i would say I'm, the road I'm, okay okay that that would be pretty keen. Like I've never seen the Undertaker in movies. Like you're never going to hear an Undertaker rap album. But like among wrestling fans, I if you like say to hear the Undertaker rap album, <laughs> <laughs> a little chopped and screwed Taker action, I would saying. drink his wine. <laughs> <laughs> The man's retired now. He got time. Yeah. So. All that cab sav he's been uh, brewing up these days. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, nothing nothing beyond wrestling. But within wrestling, very, very popular. Gotcha. Uh, any questions from your end so far, Ryan? No, this is, I mean, this is my day-to-day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, this like, is old hat for Ryan. Um, <laughs> so with their popularity, it stands to reason, eventually they'd find their way to the biggest wrestling company, which, especially back at that point in time, was the WWF. Uh, and so our match today is actually going to be a part of that WWF run in the early 1990s. Now, it's also important to note that while the Road Warriors spent time in places like Georgia and Minneapolis and all these other spots, you could make a case that the Road Warriors, as popular as they were in the United States, were even a bigger deal in Japan. And so that is also relevant to today's match. And I know that you guys have a huge... Hey, hey we're big in Japan. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that same thing. You guys yeah. are like Road Warrior pop levels. <laughs> I mean, all right, over in Japan, they, they're all about the watching it. Dun- Dunno's like, 
No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I feel like every time we mention that we're big in Japan, we're losing Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, but we're gaining women. That's what we're doing. Right. They're a humble yeah, society. They don't like being up called women. out. Now we're losing them, too. <laughs> I, I don't know how to, to rectify that, but I'm sure you guys will figure it out. So the WWF started a partnership with a Japanese wrestling company called Super World of Sports, otherwise known as SWS. That's, that sounds super Japanese. It's, yeah. yeah, they... Uh, they're, that, sound, that sounds made up, but I guess everything's made they're, up. They're, Wait, say it again. Super World of Sports. Oh, okay, yeah. Their tagline was straight and strong. Uh, I'm not making that up. That is, that is also excellent. real. It's a wrestling thing. Yeah. It was a different time. Yeah. Different, yeah, different, yeah. yeah. And so these companies, which was really kind of unusual for the WWF, they very rarely partnered with other companies. You know, even today, they really don't do that. But uh, they agreed to run a series of co-promoted super shows that would feature the top stars from the WWF, featuring the top stars of the SWS squaring off in the Tokyo Dome. And so, of course, if you're going to have a show of that magnitude in the Tokyo Dome, you're going to want to have the Road Warriors in it. So they are the first component of our match here today, which will be a tag team match in Tokyo, Japan, on March 30th, 1991, in a dream tag team match. You know, the one, one thing that always actually seemed interesting to me is how yep. big professional wrestling is actually over in Japan. Yeah, like, the... I, I, I've always found that slightly weird. <laughs> but before I started listening to Hard Mark, I didn't even know they did it over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it big was, deal. Yeah. Ryan. It's the best shit, like Japan and fucking wrestling. <laughs> It just, it, I, I, it's you can't top it. Like of our top matches, yeah. so I mean, we haven't watched a ton of Japanese matches, but I think all the ones that we have seen are all in the top ten currently. Hands, that's not even close. What What would you say that you like about these? It's just Japanese... authentic. Like, the people are fucking into that it's shit like, out again. there. Yeah, it's real <laughs> shit in Japan. Like, the death match, like. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You know, that's I right. Mean, so, so when it, when there's a when there's a match for uh, with, with with American pro wrestlers that go over to Japan. Are, are, do they cheer for them? Are they like they're the interlopers, or so are they, are they respected and cheered for? Or are they just booed the whole time? Like, what's the? It kind of depends. So originally, so the whole reason that that you know, wrestling, pro wrestling, is a big deal in Japan is because, like, in the aftermath of World War II, I think a lot of like the Japanese culture and like their population, they're just sort of like down and like feeling because before World War II, I think they felt like they were like undefeatable and there was like this big national pride and so that had been damaged in the aftermath of world war ii and so what happened was there were these the uh, ricky dozan was a really big professional wrestler like probably the biggest professional wrestler in the history of japan and he kind of uh promoted himself as being like this national hero and so they would fly in united states guys who were like these evil foreign terrors one of them even his name is freddie blassie he used to file his teeth into points so he looked like this, fu- like a oh, literal fucking I monster. I pay for that later in life. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's dedication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He took that shit real serious. Uh, but like Ricky Dozan would beat all these American guys, and that sort of like uh, helped to bolster the Japanese sort of like sense of self and like their their national sort of identity back again. And that's that was really the catapult of pro wrestling in Japan was. Uh, in the aftermath of World War II to do that. Mm. Um, so that's why it's like so popular. And now, it, when mixed martial arts started, wrestling definitely took a little bit of a hit at that point in time. But overall, I would say a lot of those American guys, when they come over initially, they're big, bad American heels. Okay. But if they keep coming back over and over, the Japanese will then kind of warm to them 
and as they show more fighting spirit over time. And so the Road Warriors, by the time we watch this match here today, they would have been competing in Japan for like five or six years. Okay. 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 So like they were like a known entity of like these are bad fucking dudes uh, that we don't want to mess with. But like they were popular, but they weren't like good guys in the traditional sense of like slapping kids' hands and shit like that. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so I guess so. If you're a professional wrestler in the United States and you get any sort of notoriety, you're most likely going to go over to Japan at some point. Uh, yeah, especially back in like the the '90s, like a lot of the guys who considered themselves to be like wrestlers, wrestlers, they made a point to try and get into Japan. Okay. Uh, J- Japan traditionally paid a lot of money to American mm, wrestlers. Okay. Um, because a lot of times they'd bring them in as like the big bad guys that their national guys could could beat up and make themselves look what, good. What's big money? Uh, what? God damn it. You, you, didn't, you didn't investigate the yeah. contracts, Eric? More, more than uh, Cactus Jack. Yeah. Uh, usually it was a couple grand for like a tour, which the tour would be... Big money. Uh, maybe like a, a couple weeks to like maybe a month. Like it depended on kind of what level of star you were. But like generally speaking, if you were doing a tour of Japan, you were making more than you would if you were just kind of working the the U.S. circuit. Yeah. Well, a couple of grand in like 91, 92 was, yeah. was decent. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were like a really big star, maybe like five, ten grand. Who, who knows? Like it really kind of varied, but it was considered to be like good money. You could very easily make in like the, the six figures if you were doing a lot of tours of Japan. So a lot of guys actually preferred to try and do that if they could. But uh, there's also a lot of kind of dudes who are shitty wrestlers who would never make it in Japan because they expect more of people over gotcha there. Yeah, yeah they're serious about it they're a little bit more serious they they treat it as more of a sport and so if you're going to go over there you can't do it's it's a totally different style than the united states like the ultimate warrior who we've seen a couple matches of he never would have fucking been able to make it in japan wrestled like too much of a pussy yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so 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 these uh, uh the, the brothers do they have any signature moves or anything yeah so they i mean a lot of their moves are like big slams and just like hard clotheslines and shit like that. Like, it's not fancy. It's just effective. Their finishing move is called... It's the... Oh, it's the Doomsday Device. I don't know why I forgot that. A lot of guys have gotten their neck broken from it. Ooh. (laughs) Wow. I would imagine they would shut that down after the first one. Uh, (laughs) Wrestling was a different thing back in the day. Yeah. Well, if you're just wrestling with job guys who are making 200 bucks a night, it's not a big deal. (laughs) They'll go back to their jobs. I can definitely definitely understand why people would just leave once they... Yeah. So that's the Doomsday Device. Hopefully, I don't know how much people could hear of that, but uh, it's a cool little move. Is that going to be displayed in uh, the match we're watching? I have a feeling we may see an example of that. Okay. Okay. So that's the first team. Any other questions around the Road Warriors? Face paint, spikes, bad dudes. Big no, muscle guys. I did. I did want to point out one, two, two things. Yeah. So I didn't really do any research, mm-hmm. yeah. but one, once you did tell me that, like, oh, that, that group that you mentioned from a few weeks ago, where that's what the episode is going to be about. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I better look up some pictures just to make sure that I've got the right people sure. in mind and yeah, find yeah. out later that it's somebody else. I like that uh, they have inverse mohawks. Yes. Yes. So you have Thank a guy, one, one guy with a mohawk. So okay. So first, I don't, I don't know. Like, which one is that one? The one with the mohawk? Uh, that is animal. Animal, and yes. then, and then that the is other hawk. One. And hawk. Okay. So Ryan, one, one you want to get a view of these guys? One, Just... one guy's got a mohawk, and the other one basically has male pattern baldness. These <laughs> apparently that was a design choice. Hawk requested, "Hey, what if you did a mohawk, and then I did the opposite of your hair?" And so, like, that was something that they intentionally did together. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. See, the thing I always thought about with with wrestlers and some of them like that, you know, most wrestling, like you said, it's makeup and masks and stuff. But like mm-hmm. his hair, like 
he wakes up Monday morning yeah. and like has to swing by the grocery store to get some eggs. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> or steak. Or steak, <laughs> or steak yes. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I was like, yeah, just certain wrestlers who like their whole persona literally makes them do something where it's like, oh, you can't hide that. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're going to stand out. You're, you're going to look like that wherever you go. You're a 280-pound man with... I don't even know what the fuck a cul-de-sac yeah. mohawk. <laughs> uh, that's hard to yeah blend in. I with imagine the crowd. a lot of hats. <laughs> um, I also like that every picture that I can find, uh, Hawk has his tongue out. I've yes. only found like one picture out of literal thousands where mm-hmm. he doesn't have his tongue out. Uh, their signature catchphrase. This isn't in my notes, but just in case you wanted to know, uh, Hawk will always finish their promos with "What a rush." <laughs> All right then. That's what he does. <laughs> Do you like that rock? Yes. <laughs> Did I give you the tingles with that? Yeah, I'm Good. waiting to hear it. Perfect. <laughs> so, their opponents in the Tokyo Dome here today. Uh, their first opponent uh, is a na- man by the name of, and I'm going to butcher this, I apologize in advance, Genichiro. I think it's that's it, Genichiro Tenru. I'm just going to call him Tenru. That's way better than I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> We're just all going to agree that that's his name. For, for, for <laughs> people who, who listen to watching it, we're not good with names either. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Uh, Tenru, though. That, that much I know, that's how you pronounce his last name. So we're just going to call him Tenru. So Tenru is a former sumo wrestler. Now, he's not gigantic. Like, when you imagine a sumo wrestler, you're thinking like a huge dude. Like, he's big, but he's not sumo big. Okay. Right. Uh, he's already been wrestling, like, professionally for a little while. Uh, he trained to be a pro wrestler in Texas, of all places, in the mid-1970s before he returned to Japan and became a pretty big star in Japan. Like, he was a, a big deal over there for a little while. Hmm. Uh, he's actually one of the founders of SWS, so he kind of helped okay. massage the relationship between the WWF and the SWS. Okay. Yeah. Texans are good at that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So he competed against all the top foreign wrestlers, including he actually had a little bit of a running feud with the Road Warriors. I remember reading that he had actually, you know, beaten them on a couple of occasions. They had beaten him. So, like, they they had a little bit of a rivalry that they had developed through the 80s, uh, Tenru and the Road Warriors. Uh, However, actually, and real quick, any questions around Tenru? Not that there's a whole lot to go off of here, but former sumo guy. So why why would he move from sumo? Because my understanding is he would have made a lot more money in sumo if he was any good. That's about saying maybe he wasn't good at it. Uh, So I saw what his rank was. I, I didn't. Follow up. He wasn't a Yokozuna level. He wasn't like the top sumo guy. But I think that that there was a change from his training camp, like whoever his trainer had retired, and there was like a new person that was coming in, and he did not philosophically agree with this new coach, and so he was like, "Bye," and he became a pro wrestler by training in Texas of all places. Is that is that very common for sumo to go uh, into into pro wrestling in Japan? It's not unheard of, but it's not common. Okay, I mean, I can think of like a very small handful of guys that went from sumo to wrestling i've never heard of the opposite happening but i've heard of a couple sumo guys but none of them have really amounted to i I think probably if i had to guess tenru is the most successful former sumo guy is sumo wrestling like prosperous in japan like you can really if if you can get to like the the top the top rank i mean yeah you're you're like uh you're a huge celebrity you're yeah everyone knows you yeah you're like a michael jordan essentially there's also a lot of corruption in sumo like there's a lot of like fight throwing and shit like Uh, that uh so it's almost like boxing here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money and a lot of money involved yeah. and a lot of like, yeah, you need to take a dive in the third round type of shit. Uh, Interesting. But yeah, the, the little bit I've, I've kind of researched around sumo, it's a fascinating 
world of like yeah, it is. staying in a dojo with a bunch of other people and there's all these like sort of internal politics but yeah it's interesting uh his partner tenru's partner for this dream match you're never going to guess this he's never competed against the road warriors despite his long and successful career in japan uh this man tenru's partner had been given the nickname ichiban or number one by his fans he starred in commercials. He was so popular in Japan that he had an album recorded about him. He did not record an no. album. An album <laughs> was recorded about him. You can Black actually, goals. Black yeah, goals. you can find <laughs> these songs on YouTube even right now. You can find commercials, which maybe we'll even get a chance to watch one of these commercials about this gentleman as well. This man, one of the most popular Japanese wrestlers of all time, his name is Hulk Hogan. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so so he oh, Hulk Hogan man. had never fought them in the States. He had never wrestled the Road Warriors ever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because Hulk Hogan traditionally good guy wrestler. Yeah. Road Warriors traditionally good guy okay, tag team. Gotcha, Why would you gotcha. ever put them against gotcha, each other? But right. now in Japan the the whole good guy bad guy dynamic is a little bit looser there okay. um and, and that and they were trying to sort of bolster this fledgling promotion so it's like you take these two fucking huge stars you take Tenru you take Hulk Hogan who again a huge deal in Japan yeah. almost as big as he was in the United yeah, States yeah my understanding yeah. is that he spent a lot of time in Japan he did yeah. yes yeah so uh, as as we mentioned Entire album written about it. <laughs> you gotta have one. See, this is very odd to me, though. You would think it would be like you're bringing over the Road Warriors. You mm-hmm. would think you would have like, like the Americans versus the Japanese. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, <laughs> another American yeah. to help defend yeah. against the Americans. <laughs> I think what they're, I think the 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 way that they were approaching it was, you take the best tag team and you take the best two single guys yeah. and you see who's gonna win in a match. Yeah, between. let's see how much money we can juice out of this. It's like, yeah, yeah, and the Tokyo yeah. Dome's gigantic, and I think they just wanted yeah. to fill that fucking thing up. Yeah, uh, yeah, ultimately. yeah. If you take these four people who are like the biggest names in all around, you mm-hmm. know, everywhere, and then get them all in one room and it, you know. exactly. Uh, did anyone want to? We don't have to, but if anyone wanted to watch a Japanese Hulk Hogan commercial, I. I have a link i certainly do sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday thursday friday saturday sunday comes again sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday so so that was basically every japanese commercial i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) it was the uh, simpsons mr sparkle version but with hulk hogan i'm still confused by the baby but you know whatever for for, for those that aren't gonna aren't gonna watch it if you put a link to it in your show is sure hulk hogan singing the days of the week and a baby laughing at him and it's a commercial for an air yeah then you're supposed to buy an air conditioning unit from that I mean, it sold me, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's not just Jeff. You could sell that in America. Too. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, really wanna, I, I, I would really like to be like a fly on a wall and like a Japanese focus group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is there anything that you would tweak about that commercial to make it more effective, Robert? Or, or is that about what you would want from an uh, I, I would have made the um, the words that appear on the screen rainbows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because were clouds yeah i think more animated characters would have been good like a little dragon like popping out of the air conditioner like ha ah! and then instead of fire he breathes cold air <laughs> yeah there it is yeah <laughs> on the baby's skin See, Matt, i would i would have made Matt, the baby look I'm like one it. of one of those brothers with the spike shoulder pads <laughs> <laughs> yeah get, get him a little yeah. wrestling get up. <laughs> that would have been good yeah 
so yeah, so that was the whole. But again, Hulk Hogan, big deal in Japan. Yeah. Like again, maybe not necessarily like he wasn't in Japanese movies or anything, but he was very very popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the Hulk Hogan in Japan, he was a little bit different as we saw in the commercial. <laughs> Is it, he doesn't have the George Foreman grill. He has right. the Hulk Hogan air conditioner. Exactly. Hulk Hogan air conditioner. <laughs> Equally as popular, though. Uh, so Hulk in Japan, he did not pose. He did not play to the crowd. Mm. And he definitely did not Hulk up. So it was he was a completely different style of wrestling, as we've talked about. Hulk, like in Japan, they care more about the sport than they do the performance. Yeah. And so Hulk, when he would go there, it was a lot more of a serious-minded Hulk that would do a little bit more like wrestling maneuvers than he would sort of playing to the crowd. Yeah, because he had okay. like a completely different like special move over there too, right? Yes. So his finishing move uh, in the United States was like this big leg drop where yep. he would kind of like summon all the power from the fans and then he'd hit the guy with a couple punches and then he'd drop the leg on him. In Japan, it was the Axe Bomber, which yep. uh, if you listen closely during our match, you may hear him yell out, Axe Bomber! Uh, which is just a running <laughs> lariat where you just clothesline the guy the throat nice uh but i would say if i had to summarize hulk in japan he was much more aggressive and he wrestled a much more technical style overall and so that's our match pitting the dominant road warriors against the dream team of hulk hogan and tenru in a match in the middle of the tokyo Dome. i'm very excited about this yeah, this is i like i was good. excited when you told me that you were going to get the road warriors on but mm-hmm. now we've got hulk hogan mm-hmm. and this other guy who's super famous i'm super excited about this this should be good um last thing i'll mention and then if people have questions great uh, but I did want to note there are some different rules in Japan versus like American pro wrestling. For example, in the United States, you usually have a 10 count to return to the ring. In Japan is a 20 count. So the idea oh, is that you can spend... Strictly enforced all the time. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Yeah. Just <laughs> if people aren't picking up on your uh, subtext here, are you in, insinuating that the counts are not adhered to? Is that what you're saying? Just slightly. That's okay. only slightly what I'm saying. Noted. Yes. Uh, we'll see in this match. We will. Addition, <laughs> is it 20? 20. Okay, yeah. 20 second count. Exactly. Uh, also, in Japan, when you were outside of the ring, traditionally, and I, I've never seen an official rule book, so I can't speak to it, but usually you can use weapons on your opponent, whereas in the United States, that's typically going to be grounds for disqualification. What, right, like what kind of weapons? Is this like the Thunderdome? Do they have is like... It, is it a kendo Swords stick? and stuff? Like, <laughs> it's a baking, <laughs> baking sheets. Like, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions here thrown about, but it's usually going to be r- chairs. Oh, okay. Chairs okay. and whatever happened, like a guardrail, for example, okay. tables, okay. Gotcha. things that you would organically gotcha. find. So they don't get to bring weapons. Uh, no, not usually. Not that I've seen. I mean, okay. I suppose you could, but there is probably not going to be a kendo stick, for example. No, no baking sheets. It would be things that you would ordinarily find in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> uh, but again, traditionally, if you're outside of the ring, it's frowned upon, but you can use them and it will not be grounds for immediate. So you don't have to like hide it from the from the ref. Yeah, you don't need to distract the ref. You can just kind of do it as long as you're outside of the ring. All right. Um, all right. And so before we watch the match, Ryan, is there anything that Robert should know before he watches his very first pro wrestling match here today? Any any insight, any information? I'm- that- Hulk Hogan is my guy. You know? I, think, I think we've seen how highly he rates. Yeah, on my... we'll see the list in a bit. So I'm just saying, I, yeah. But I, there is a clear Hulk section of our list that happens to be occupying a good chunk of the 20s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I just now. want Robert to be prepared for you know, like you know how right. I 
how I view Hulk Hogan. How are you going to feel if Robert's opinion of this match differs strongly from what yours? What is your opinion on this match? Well, he hasn't well, seen, I it yet. seen it yet. But, but, but when uh, we get to the I, ranking, what I if think, he's trying I to argue? I think my guys are going to destroy your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all for the... Oh, snap. This is tough because I love Japanese wrestlers. and like they're, sure. they're So I may, it may be a good... Maybe I'll, it will change my opinion on, on Hulk Hogan and how he interacts with... What's your, what's your opinion of Hulk Hogan now? I didn't know you had one. Like lower twenties, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the word association. Yeah. What do you think of Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Lower twenties. Yeah. So we'll see. What, what you, it's between one and ten, where's the yeah. lower twenties? Lower twenties. What do you not? What's what specifically do you not like about Hulk Hogan? Just so we're all he, clear on it. He's a super Hulk Hogan flashy fucking guy. Like he's, he's a little too much he's himself. Just, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 yeah. He, Hulk Hogan he, just toned down the Hulk Hogan. A, that's, I, if that's he could a good be less Hulk yeah. Hogan, that'd be great. Is it the crowd stuff? Like, you don't like him? I in- love the crowd interaction. Anytime the crowd gets into it. But it's just, it's, he's he's very, like, overly flashy to me, like, when I watch him. And have, you, have you have you been paying attention to the wrestling and how it works? And, I mean, it just sounds like this might be the match for I think Ryan maybe. Hogan then, because right. the, I think this be could be, like, he's, he's, he's tag teaming with a Japanese guy who I'm going to love i know this <laughs> so okay. i don't know okay fair enough yeah we'll uh, go with okay that. okay so 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 i know we're getting to the predictions phase oh um, yeah once so i i do okay. have a, i do have a question yeah where in the respective careers of these people are they beginning and middle hulk is is i would still i would still say that hulk is in his prime okay <laughs> always <laughs> just... So Ryan thinks that I have like this Hulk bias. Do y'all need a moment? Do y'all need a... Yeah, well, I don't know where this is like coming from. Stepped in the middle of something here, Robert. I'm always very forthcoming when it comes to Hulk Hogan matches about like what I think is really going on. Yeah. I do not have a Hulk bias, despite what Ryan may tell you. Uh, what the fuck did you say? just now before that got me on this weird tangent because you totally upended so what I was always, say. always in his prime <laughs> okay this is 1991 so yeah. Hulk really became a national guy right around like 85 to 87 mm-hmm. so like this is a couple years into that run but like Hulk would go on like in the 90s to still be reality very TV very show. prominent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the reality show would be after yeah. that I would say Brooke the reality Hogan. show was towards yeah, the, the end reality of reality show yeah. like, was in the, the yeah. early 2000s the reality yeah. show yeah. was on the decline of that yes. well I don't know sure. he might still be in his prime I don't know if you ask Eric yeah. like <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I would say Hulk is in his prime. The Road Warriors, they were probably also in their prime. Maybe like, yeah, I would also say they're they're sort of at, towards the end of their prime. Nobody knew it at that particular point in time. But I think most people, if you were to say Road Warriors, they'd be they would think of the 1980s version of the Road Warriors okay. when they were like young and just fucking killing dudes. Okay, but in Japan, it was very much like that's what they were. Okay. Uh, Tenru, I'm less familiar with him than the other guys, but I think that this is, he was a little bit older, uh, so I think he was probably on the tail end of his prime, but he was also kind of the main figurehead okay. of this SWS company. Gotcha. Got yeah. All right. And we'll kind of make the prediction as we're watching the match itself, so you don't need to commit to anything just yet. Cool. Then uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll watch our match. We'll come back with our thoughts. Thank you very much, everybody. Hey, hey you scallywag. It's Eric. Eric Donaldson, you know, from the Hard Mark Podcast. Yeah, it's it's me again. You're probably wondering what's Eric been up to this time. Well, I've got a couple things. Let me rap at you for a little bit. Uh, first and foremost, as I'm sitting here recording, you're hearing my luscious tones. You'll never guess what I'm wearing. I am wearing 
a Hardmark t-shirt. I also happen to be wearing a Hardmark hoodie. I'm drinking out of a Hardmark water bottle. And, uh, you know, I really couldn't be more pleased with my purchases. So, you know, if you want to help support the show, uh, also get yourself some pretty cool swag in the meantime. Support the colors of the Markomaniac gang. Follow the link. It is in the show notes. You can also find it on our link tree for our merchandise page. I think you'll be very happy with any purchase that you make. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I certainly appreciate the time that anyone gives or the uh, money that you're so willing to uh, to impart to help support the program. But that's not the, the main reason I'm here. The main reason I'm here, I had the pleasure of guesting on Common Ride With Me. That's right. Common Ride With Me is a podcast focusing on the... And I'm going to do my best here. Tokusatsu genre, which is not a type of ramen. If you're like me, you've probably heard tokusatsu and you're like, oh, that I've had that ramen before. You have not. That's not ramen. What it is, is it's a live action genre that makes use of special effects and action. So think like Power Rangers is probably the most accessible thing that most of you have, have experienced in your lives. And while the show usually features common Rider... I was the very special guest on a very special episode featuring Kaiju Big Battle, which is like a mixture of a Godzilla movie and pro wrestling all in front of a live audience. So you have people uh, going through buildings and they're all, you know, they one guy's dressed like a big uh, hamburger thing and another person's dressed like a, a giant ape with a diaper. These aren't real things, but it's pretty much a very fair comparison of, of what... Uh, it really is in real life. I will admit there was some hesitation on my part, but after I got over my hangups, I was won over by the athletic feats of such stars as Super Potato, and I came away with a new understanding and appreciation for a corner of the pro wrestling world that I had not experienced before. So I challenge anyone to not love Super Potato. I dare you. Not only that, but we got heavy into the Burger King Kids Club lore. We really got down that rabbit hole, kind of, you know, sussing out uh, wheels and the gang, figuring out, you know, where they all stand. And, of course, plenty of talk about the pro wrestling universe as it stands today. Anyone who's not a big pro wrestling fan, this is a very exciting time to get in on the ground floor of pro wrestling. So I highly encourage anybody, if you're not following the current product, reach out to me. I'll, I'll I'll get you all squared away. But I had a great time with Kip, so check out the newest episode just released this week. And if you're interested in learning more about Common Rider specifically and or tokusatsu in general, Common Ride With Me is a great show to get your feet wet. They actually have a very similar premise to Hardmark of an expert introducing a new fan into that world. So well worth your time, and they are available everywhere. You can find this fine little program that you happen to be listening to right now. Now, and with all that said, let's get back to those watching it, boys. I'm sure they're sick of me yabbering on. So let's see what Ryan, watching it, everybody thought of Hulk Hogan, Tenru versus the Road Warriors. Back to you, boys. We're back. We just watched Hulk and Tenru take on the Road Warriors in the middle of the Tokyo Dome. Ryan, what did what did you think of the match? We'll just go around a little bit. What what did, what, what did everyone think of the match? Ryan, you, I, you I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really solid match. Um, I like. I felt Hulk was out of his element a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, not 
I mean, he he was simultaneously in his element, but in a he, different element. He was, I, I yeah. Would say. It was just it was a different Hulk, as we saw, because he knocked over at least three innocent <laughs> bystanders. Yeah, uh, at the yeah, very yeah, start yeah. Of that match. yeah. I thought he was going to be a little more humble, but he wasn't really like entering <laughs> no. the ring. <laughs> but I think he was just in a bad all that jet lag, probably. It, yeah, but it felt like he was really there, like he was really passionate about like what he sure. wanted uh, to complete that match. He didn't do it. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was, he wanted to. <laughs> I meant to say this before we got started. So, Ryan's record going into this match here today, he is at an 18 and 18 record. Unfortunately, oh, Ryan took an L here today. That, I mean, uh, you can debate that, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the match ended. It was one of those moral victories it that lost, you like. Lost on a technicality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, they, Hulk and Tenry were the ones in the ring with mm-hmm. the Hulk's music playing at the end there, true. throwing up their <laughs> fists. So, a moral yeah. victory for the yeah. Hogan Tenru team. Yeah, uh, Robert, that was the very first wrestling match you've ever seen. Yeah, that's the first full wrestling match I've ever seen. What did you think? Um, well, uh, first, the athleticism is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they're picking like they, these guys weigh what two fifty. Oh, yeah. at least yeah, and at least like more for like a long time they're just picking each other up like crazy and throwing each other around, which is something you know just I would never be able to do. Sure, um, I I. I seem to recall that I've seen like an opening for another for like a US match. I I it wasn't very much of a spectacle them coming in. Like there's right. a little bit there, like they just kind of walk in, but it wasn't like a US like a modern US match, I mm-hmm. would say, where they make yeah. like a big they got a big runway. Fireworks, and, mm-hmm. yeah, big all show. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was uh crazy, first of all. That, <laughs> is, would you say that's a normal a normal match? Like just that's so much chaos with like I, it was hard to tell. Like I lost track of them a, sure. a lot because they just went in different directions. And no, I would not say that was a normal normal match. I mean, Ryan of the of the this is now the thirty seventh match that we've watched here together. I think which is me fucking like, nuts. Odd. Like it was, <laughs> but it was more chaotic. Like the the frequent sort of back and forth. Uh, not only just because there's a lot of back and forth in a traditional match, but like this was just very sudden jerks of like now yeah. one team's in control, now the other team, now they're both all going to run at the same time. Usually for like a tag team match, it's a there's, little there's bit more a good structured. amount of you know one on one going on, yeah, and some some clean tags. Or this one was like no, everything was just you know. And there was a lot of frequent moments where the, you'd have two pairs, one guy or like two one pair out would be out in the stands, and then the other pair would be out in the ring, and so yeah. you had two bits of action happening. Or where you would have two of them on separate sides of the. Yeah, I was gonna say, or you would start with you know one guy, two guys outside the ring, two guys in the ring, yeah. and while you cut to the two guys in the ring, when you cut back to the guys who are supposed to be in the ring, one of them's lying outside the yeah. ring. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's face. pretty common in like a tag team match. So it's always kind of a fucking mess. Like they try to like tag him, <laughs> yes. like there's two guys in the ring all the time, and they're out. You know, it's like that's that's what you usually expect when you the watch attention it. is focused in the ring though. There's not usually no. This a is lot all of stuff over the happening. fucking place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but right. you know, they got in the bleachers a little bit. Oh fans. yeah. Involved. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think it was a good, so it was not a great representation of like a standard tag team match. I think it was a really good representation representation of the Road Warriors. I think it was like yeah. interesting to be able to incorporate also Hulk Hogan, who you're familiar with, maybe not necessarily yeah. in a wrestling sense uh, directly, but... Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else that we should mention before I get into my notes on the match? Uh, uh, my my, the only thing I want to do is that twenty count is some BS right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There so, were multiple yeah. times they were out there for like exactly. forty five the seconds thing a minute, yeah. sure. and then all of a sudden the twenty count stands. What's right. going on? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think my biggest takeaway is there there are rules, but they don't matter. 
Yeah, that's they fair. don't seem to matter until at all. they do. They brought like, a fucking chair right into the middle of the match. Like, <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, yeah. that was a little no. jarring. And then they like kicked the refs out. Like, you know, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um. So the idea with the whole like ten count, twenty count thing is like, in theory, if you're outside of the ring, there's going to be like this running count. However, if you were the referee, if someone like gets in your way, or if you have to like chastise somebody, be like, hey, you need to get back to your corner, that sort of thing. In theory. Because your back was turned on the guy who's outside of the ring, you don't know if they maybe mm. made their way back in and they came back out. Yeah, yeah. So you have to, by that point in that logic, you have to then restart the count over again. Like, so I if you get it. interrupted, at, then at, at it starts. At the end of that match, there were clearly three guys in ref uniforms in the ring. So not one of them could have kept the count going all the other times. <laughs> but that was after. That was after the, yeah, uh, the, I match, know, the I match, match was called. Where were those other two? Where were the other two refs during the whole fight? Uh, they were not licensed and credited uh, for that particular <laughs> fight. I, I, I just feel like you got you got Hogan and the Road Warriors. We saw the chaos. It was you yeah. prepped one guy for that match. You knew what was going down. You knew what was going down. That is unprepared right there. <laughs> That's so, so. So what you're saying is like you can get away with anything if you can get one of your guys to distract the judge. That's basically. absolutely okay. like the, the if you had to yeah. like narrow down a theme of professional wrestling, it's like anything goes if the referee doesn't see it. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, so, that's so fair. Just blind, cheating. blind the refer the the referee right at the start. That's right, exactly. I'm a little surprised. I mean, in Japan, in Japan, it's a little bit less common, but frequently, especially in United States wrestling matches, you'll see like the referee will like, get run into, yeah. and then that's when all this the fucking chaos just emerges. Oh, from the match so that's very common i'm sure ryan and i have seen matches like that before too uh okay so my match notes so the road warriors enter to iron man from black sabbath i thought that was fucking cool because like in the in the wwf they never got to do that yeah Um, yeah or they usually come in the wwf has their own in-house music production okay okay so like they and like their music was like cool but it wasn't like black sabbath cool gotcha um so it was nice to be able to see that especially in the middle of like the tokyo dome which was just an impressive sight uh any thoughts on the hulk hogan tenru promo i i I like i like i said when we were watching is i really like that the hulk was just there very stoic very quiet (laughs) like Almost like, why am I here? Yeah. And then as soon as the microphone got in front of him, he just went full Hulk. Yeah. And like just yeah. <laughs> I also just like the the class between him and Tinru and this their person. Tinru's just all calm, collected, yeah. and then Hulk's like, blah. <laughs> <It's> pretty <laughs> just, good. It, the now, had, had they fought together before on the same team or against each other? I don't think so. So the next show after this, Hulk and Tenru actually had a one-on-one match against each other. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I've not actually seen, so what? I can't speak to its quality. Okay. But uh, but yeah, to so my knowledge, I, they were probably familiar with each other, but I don't think that they ever teamed before. Uh, it was kind of a dream match to put these two single guys up against the, the Road Warriors. Uh, so then we have the Hulk entrance, which are maybe my favorite part of this whole match. Yeah, that was ridiculous. He mm-hmm. pushed over one cameraman, uh, and then when the ring guy was ring boy was holding the ropes open so that Hulk could get in the rings ring easier. He literally shoved the guy off of the apron to the floor. Yeah. And then he kicked a cameraman in the camera and knocked him on his ass. Yeah. This is the kind of man I want in my baby air conditioner. I'm really surprised he didn't kick that baby. Yeah. So you had commented while we were watching it, like this would never happen in the U.S. Uh-uh. version and stuff. I mean, I'm guessing like just because of the time and there wasn't really the uh, internet as we know it that that he just nobody knew that he was this 
this I, character yeah, in I Japan? Mean, yeah, I think there was a certain element of that. Um, I think he was just like, again, he was a little bit more aggressive. He wrestled a different style in Japan. In, in the United States, he was very child-friendly. So like, yeah, very, the, the concept of him shoving an innocent person would, would have never happened on WWF TV. But in Japan, I guess... I, supposedly, I, I suppose it was more expected of him over there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was good. Did you 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 seem to appreciate the more aggressive Hulk, Ryan? I, I thought he was like he was fighting for something in this match. That's what I thought. Like, yeah, it wasn't flashy moves. It was like he felt he was he was holding up his teammates. His teammate didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big Tenru uh, fan. He was coming Ten, in doing what he could. Yeah, Tenru just writhed on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Time. I, I I don't want to be hard on the dude, but I'm like I don't no. I don't know why he was there. And you you said that their next match was Tenru versus Hulk, and I'm just yeah. like. After seeing that performance in the Road Wars, I don't know how well that match is going to play out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To see them fight against each other, that would be an interesting uh, yeah. Yeah, watch. I'll, maybe I'll I, try and set that up. Yeah, yeah we'll see. But uh, yeah, I've never seen that match. So again, I can't speak to it. I think if I had to guess, I think that Tenru was there to be the one taking the majority of the Road Warriors moves. Because like Hulk Hogan, did. huge mm-hmm. star. You don't want to fucking hurt them. The Road Warriors have to make their shit look good. So it's like, okay, we need somebody in there who can like <laughs> take the Doomsday device. We need around. somebody who yeah. can toss the fuck around. Okay, Tenru will do it. That'll he did, be fun. yeah, yeah. And how, he did it to the best they, of his ability. How did they sell that to him? Like, hey, we want you to get in this ring. Money, money, you're gonna, money. You're yeah. going to get the crap kicked out of you for Pretty 20 much. minutes. <laughs> I, and it's funny too because he's like the boss of the SWS, so like it was like his that's what company. I was thinking about, yeah. But you know, he took one for the team, so you, you gotta you gotta respect yeah, that's, it. That's a, that's a that's a dedicated professional right mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. So now the match actually gets started. Uh, so we kind of have a little bit of back and forth between Road Warrior Animal, who is the bulkier of the Road Warriors, and Tenru. Uh, the kind of Road Warriors displaying his power. That's when Hulk gets tagged in. Hulk's kind of muscling Animal around. They trade a few shots. I think the first big moment of the match was when both Road Warriors uh, pressed Tenru and Hulk up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Stereo slams onto the map. Yeah. So so here, here I've got a question about yeah. the overall you know wrestling world. Yeah. How much of it is scripted um, versus how much of it is just happening happening on the fly? Like, clearly they know, like, okay, I'm going to lift you up now. Like, you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they're clearly, like, communicating on the stage about sure. what, the, what they're going to do. Um, but, I mean, like, was that, do you think that was planned that they were going to do that? Or did it just happen? For the most, so this isn't always the case. There, there have been guys who would literally, like, script out their entire matches from beginning to end. I don't suspect that happened in this particular case. Okay. My hunch is that the guys went in there, they knew how the match was going to be ending, and then maybe they had a couple of things that they had talked about in advance. And I'll say, yeah, from what I've heard is it's always like they, they have some set pieces that are going to yeah. happen. Like, I feel like that double press was definitely a set piece. I can They're, see, yeah. We're going to do this, but a lot of that chaos outside the rings is like, okay, mm-hmm. a lot of, I, I feel like... Wrestling is a lot of, like I said, you have some some set pieces, but there's also just a lot of uh, improvisation. Like, okay, yeah. how do we get from point A to point B is up to you guys. You know, make it look yeah. good, do some stuff. But like, we, at some point, we make your some, way into the thing yeah, so we, we can have do some, our special We, we have some things that we want to hit. Yeah, and a lot of times you'll see, if you're really looking for it, which like, I try not to, but sometimes it's, it's, it's obvious. But, like, you'll see if, like, a guy has another guy in a headlock, you'll see them kind of, like, whispering yeah. back and forth yeah. to each other. That's usually them saying, like, okay, I'm going to whip you into the ropes, close, duck the clothesline, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So most of it is called on the fly based on the audience reaction. Um 
there have been times where people have literally concocted their match in advance gotcha. and performed it, but that's gotcha. not the norm. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking. Uh, yeah, double double slams. Uh, Donnell, I remember you asked the question around, um, you know, what is the ring made out of? Just to, to clarify, because Ryan, <laughs> Ryan loves giving his half-truths and presenting them as I'm if they're sure actual it's facts. It's, the, the ring itself is wooden planks. Yeah. Uh, it has Springy a pa- wooden planks. It's wood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a conversation that's happened plenty of times. And then like a pad about yay thick. I don't know, like an inch or two thick, something like that, uh, basically just to kind of cushion you from from that wood. And then there's, you know, some metal pieces just to kind of give the the ring a little bit of give so you're not just bouncing off of a hard wooden ring. Mm-hmm. But that's like the construction of the ring itself. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered that even from back when I was watching wrestling. Yeah. I noticed they had a lot of padding outside the ring. Yeah, there were there were. Did it there sound were... like it helped though? Some of them <laughs> slammed outside of the ring. Yeah, those had like uh, like the blue mats. I mean, who knows? It seems like every gym in yeah, yeah that's what it looked like. And, and I mean, I've walked in those mats, and I've always thought about. Right. I've always thought about if I was thrown down in one of these mats, like it's not yeah. gonna feel good. Right, and I think so. In the Tokyo Dome, the ring is like on this elevated wooden stage, yeah. and so like around the ring, they had the wooden mats or not wooden mats, the uh, the blue mats. On top of like the wooden stage area, I, I, I did notice that that rink had uh, red, white, and blue all over it, even mm-hmm. though it was a Japanese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that ring seemed a little bit stiffer than than some of the United States rings, I'd say. Like I was, I was watching the bumps because those are like big dudes. You're gonna see the ring give if it's like mm-hmm. a 300 pound man. That ring didn't have a whole ton of give to it, from what I could tell. There wasn't yeah, a whole lot yeah. of shake to it. Uh, you know, and then of course Ryan, if you want to make any trampoline references or anything, I mean, I think I did. I made it clear to Donnell what the <laughs> ring actually is during the match. What it actually is? Yeah. Good, perfect. I don't want to give anyone misled here. No, like. please, yeah, yeah, please give people the real scoop on on all these things. Um, okay, so we have the double slams. We're gonna leave off my notes here. Uh, duh, 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 duh. We saw leg up. That couple. Was, mm-hmm. There's at least two. Well, there's a, 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 a true leg up is yeah, when the guy gets yeah. thrown in the corner and then he counters a move by putting his leg up. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing that you're talking about was like an offensive boot to mm. a running opponent. It's it's slightly different. The 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 mechanics are the same. Right. Uh, but it's but the leg counter up versus an attack. A counter versus an attack. Thank no, you. Defense you. versus <laughs> offense, uh, etc. We saw a little bit of offense from ten- Tenru, as we talked about, was really just there to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. The he did main, it well. He did it well. <laughs> the main thing that Tenru did, like, offensively in this move, so there's a move called an, uh, an Inzugiri, which is like a running kick to the back of a guy's head. He did that, like, six times. Mm-hmm. I think the only other move I can think of that Tenru did during that match was, like, one powerbomb. Yeah. And then he immediately got clotheslined right after. Yeah, I thought when he did the powerbomb, like, oh, this is when Tenru gets his Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to And then out. two <laughs> seconds later, he's <laughs> clotheslined yeah. back outside the ring. You're like, never mind. He took, <laughs> he took a hit. Like, he was up on, on uh, one of their shoulders, and then, you know. Oh, the got, Doomsday device, yes. Th- I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of expected more aerial stuff, like mm-hmm. them getting on the corners and jumping into the middle of the ring. That didn't really happen a whole lot. No, and in, and ordinarily, especially with guys like that size, that's not yeah. what they did. Like, you're kind of yeah. running a, a dangerous game, especially in those rings, being as stiff as they are. Like, you're probably going to get hurt. Like, yeah. 280 pound guys some of the matches that ryan and i have seen with other dudes from japan yeah. were who are a little bit yeah. lighter 
kind of closer to the 200 pound range they they'll do a lot it's more it's fucking impressive like what they do yeah, like they, aerial, yeah, yeah it's amazing the yeah. aerial stuff is mainly for the uh kind of cruiserweight kind of guys the the the, the smaller dudes um yeah one of my favorite one of my brother's favorite wrestlers back in the day was uh ray mysterio jr mm-hmm. and that that was all about the the bouncing off the ropes going through the air all that sort of stuff so we've heard him referenced actually on episode uh 21 with tony tate tony tate mm-hmm. also <laughs> has a favorite wrestler who is ray mysterio oh, so snap. we haven't gotten to ray but eventually i'm sure we will how about that drop kick where Hawk dro- like literally leaped in the air, kicked both of his feet into Tedder's into his throat? Into his throat. That was fucking ridiculous. Oh man. Oh gosh. <laughs> I loved that. That was funny. And then that's when the brawl outside happened. So Hawk and, and Hulk Hogan are fighting outside. They're using like the barricades, chairs, etc. Throwing tables. <laughs> Throwing tables. You don't actually see it, but basically Hulk just shows up and he's like, I'm bleeding now. Uh, so presumably my guess is just from the looks of, of the blood, uh, it looked like he bladed himself, which we've talked about blading before. Ryan, every single fucking match he's bloody bladed himself. He never actually gets hit. <laughs> it's always he's fucking bladed himself. <laughs> and, and as we've talked about, Ryan, if, if you had to carry a blade on you, you'd probably do it in your mouth, right? <laughs> that would be your preferred method. Where, where does he carry it? He carries it. So he has wrist tape. Yeah. Uh, I think I feel, yeah. actually, no, well, I don't know. Hulk either does the wrist tape. Right, which is safe. Which right. Is, which, yeah. yeah. Or I, I have seen him put his blade away in his trunks before. Oh, so I think I'd put it in my mouth before either of those like, two places. So yeah. you go like, mouth? While you're oh. fighting with Jesus a blade fucking in your mouth? Well, I mean, you got your wrists. You got your nice veins here. Or your, or your, <laughs> or your, your pants, your cross. Or your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or your tongue. Any of those would be I feel like good. any place would be better than, uh, I mean, maybe not your mouth, but like you could certainly find a, a safer place mm. than. Uh, right. But I mean, he needs quick access because he does all the fucking time, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, shortly afterwards, Hawk started bleeding. None of us. No one knows. I think, he was, I think he was bleeding from the beginning. I saw it really early. I, I mean, think his face was like. Very unless beginning. that was something. It was, yeah, it was masked by his makeup at first. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Later on, it became oh, okay. very obvious. He yeah. was just bleeding. Yeah, he was time. the one bleeding the most, but yeah. it was unclear when it started. Yeah. Hulk uh, took him in the Probably back one of the times he got hit in the face yeah. with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> seems, seems reasonable. But I'm sure both guys bladed themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. ordinarily how, how that happens. That's dedication to the craft. It, it sure is. I mean, especially if you're like, if you have hair, in theory, you could like blade up like where Oof. your hair is covering it, Oof. and then it wouldn't be as noticeable. But like these are why can't you men. just put it in, like your, in like your sock or something? Like, well, I don't understand like what the, <laughs> I the don't know. You gotta have a squib and just ease. smash it on There's your like forehead. Much safer like places. Fake yeah. Yeah. Ease of access, man. You gotta have yeah. ease of access. Yeah. Just carry it between your shot. toes, and it'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Listen, to, Ryan's got a lot We're of great ideas. Shooting up heroin here, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see here. A little bit of back and forth. Uh, the double clothesline that seemed to get a big reaction here yeah. when like Animal and Hulk clotheslined one another. Yeah, I bust out laughing because because how how unlikely that would actually ever work. <laughs> it's physically, it looks physically impressive. Yeah. You're right, like that would never happen in real but life. Both but guys, like, momentum instantly stops the yeah. when they're both in the air. So it's like it's not much of a clothesline. It right. looked, it looked. I was like, it looked great, but yeah. my 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 uh. My logical self was just like, there's no way in hell that did anything to anyone. Right. <laughs> then we start, so I think all the guys are sort of getting a little tired at this point. We started seeing a fair amount of uh, chin locks. Robert, yep. you seem to be a big chin lock fan. Yeah, that seems like the, like the hug and, and that they do in boxing. You know, right. Kind of like yeah. where they're like get, both getting tired. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, you know, quick breather here. Yeah, usually those are used, A, to kind of give them a little bit of a rest so they're not bouncing back and forth between the ropes the whole time. And also... 
so they can sort of establish, okay, what are the next like series of moves that we're going to be yeah. doing to each other sort of thing is. Um, and then right around that point in the match, that's when Tenru starts getting thrown out to the ring like over and over and over and over again. Uh, poor Tenru. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I else can you really off. say about Tenru besides... <laughs> I thought he was going to be something. I really yeah, like. I, 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 I thought we're in I Japan. Yeah, he's high expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was expecting something. I kind of felt like, and he, he was, looked great too. He looked great, like fit coming in. Like he looked like he was going to really like maybe not a big bulky wrestler, but he looked fucking great. And you, you uh, seem surprised that he was a former sumo wrestler because he's really not. Yeah, that he's big. slim. Da- yeah, I mean, I, can, I guess I could see it, but he was. He looked like he was ready to like hop in there and do some shit, and he just didn't at all. <laughs> yeah, like, he seemed like. He was just a guy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. He did. He did. He, he just, could have pulled in somebody. He didn't really from the have like a section. fancy costume, or you know, he didn't have makeup no. or yeah. anything like that. He Black had like trunks. He like hadn't had a haircut in a while. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's just I living mean, that quarantine are, life. I was gonna say, are we sure this was Tinru and not just somebody like, hey, uh, can you step in? It's hard to say. Oh. Uh, but then that basically le- leads us to the end of the match. So that's when a bunch of brawling happens. So the only one that I knew for a fact was the legal man, quote unquote, which means that you were tagged in and you were the active participant in the match was Hulk. Mm-hmm. Hulk had been out the ring for a while, so that checks out. I have no idea which one of the Road Warriors was uh, the legal man but at a certain point after like hawk like clobbers hulk with a chair they both run back into the ring and they made it at just in time for the yeah. end of that uh count out so that's major bs on this whole match in though. the that is the first time in the history of hardmark <laughs> that a match has ended via count out oh wow i feel like it's at least ended on something else uh, there was if not a count out i don't know I can't there was a match was. between charlotte flair and ronda rousey that ended via disqualification mm-hmm. because Actually, charlotte the only one as far as I'm aware, that is the okay. only... Ma- so most of them have ended via pinfall. Right. Maybe there's a submission in there somewhere. I know there was like an I Quit match that we watched, but uh, most of them have been pinfall, but this is the first time we've ever seen a match via countout. And this whole time, you were talking shit about how like it's that never happened. because in Japan, they fucking give a shit about the rules instead of the U.S. <laughs> where they just fucking let that. Like, yeah. so, there you so, go. So this is unrelated to this match, Eric, but because uh-huh. like I said, I have been getting kind of watching different wrestling matches. Yeah. A lot of the matches I've been watching have been like 2005 and on. Uh-huh. And maybe it's just my, my memory from my childhood being different, uh-huh. um, or maybe the difference between uh, WCW and WWE. F are kind of bigger, and this is. I feel like back when I was into wrestling, submission holds happened a lot more, and like those were any of the matches where I feel like all the matches I've been watching lately have been, all been pinfall. And so, would you say like submission holds are on the decline, or has it always been this what, way? What's or? a pinfall? So a pinfall is when you when you cover your opponent, and then the referee is counting. Oh, okay. So if okay. you if if the referee counts to three, that's the end of the match. You've won by pin. Okay. Okay. That's gotcha. how the vast majority of matches yep. end is you by is by you pinning your opponent. Uh, I, um, I don't know. See, I, I, there's still a lot of people that use submission, submission, finishing moves, uh, mm-hmm. in wrestling, but it seems like it's more towards the end of the match. Like a yeah. lot of, whereas before, like in the, in the nineties and, and early two thousands and stuff, you'd probably see guys using submission holds as like a rest hold in the middle of the ring. Now it seems like they'll use a dive and they'll both kind of lay outside of the ring more. Um, so if somebody does use a submission It'll usually be at like the end of the match, and that'll either lead directly to a pin or they'll submit their opponent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's why I haven't seen too many submission wins. Like, and 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 nothing that we saw in this match would ever like if if any of those guys had quit because of the chin lock, <laughs> those fans would have thrown their pillows into the ring. Pillows? They would have been throwing chairs. Everybody yeah, else was throwing chairs. Yeah, they're throwing air, babies and air conditioners into the ring. Is what happened. 
But uh, so the Road Warriors officially win by count out. Hulk Ooh. and Tenru, <laughs> they're pissed. They come in. There's like a weird brawl afterwards where like mm-hmm. everyone who came in just got hit Lots with a fucking yeah, chair. Like, like, <laughs> I understand. Was that was that a, is that acceptable just in this world where you just beat up all the referees at the end of the match? If you're the Road Warriors, <laughs> yes. I was like literally. If at you're the anyone else, match, no. I watched a dude. He he's in a green jumpsuit. He yeah. climbs up into the ring. As soon as he steps into the ring, he gets smashed with a chair, mm-hmm. and then he politely goes over to the side of the ring and steps back out. Like he got <laughs> in the ring yeah. to get hit by a chair, so he could politely leave. He's like, "I'm coming yes. in, guys." Okay, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> One chair is enough for me. I'm out. Mm-hmm. So so there you go. So that's the match. Uh, anything else that I missed that we should mention before we move on to the science? No, no. I think I think this was a fantastic was, match yeah. for my for my first time. Good. I had no idea. It was so much chaos. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Next next time next time you know if we do do it again, maybe we'll find something a little bit less busy. Uh, I, I tell you what, I was surprised at how much I got into it and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because there were other people around. Sure. I don't think I would if you know if I was alone sitting at home alone yeah. and stuff. But it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I I I and especially if anyone ever gets the chance to watch a live pro wrestling show. It's hard to have a bad time when you're just in that sort of yeah. I, I I think if uh, if 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 you if you Eric were to, were to say hey I got tickets to the Tacoma Dome or something right and you were like hey let's go see this match I'd be like I'll do that sure I'll do that once yeah. in my life you know mm-hmm. absolutely I, I, I'll say for my closing thing is that yeah the, the Japanese wrestling i have to agree with ryan it's something else like i'm not putting down what we're doing over here i've been watching what we're doing over <laughs> sure. here quite a bit but that that was that was a spectacle that i was not expecting yeah um and yeah very enjoyable have you watched any japanese wrestling before mm-hmm. this is this was probably i mean i've seen little clips here and there yeah, yeah. um and stuff but this is i i mean while this is robert's first match as a whole this was my first jap full japanese wrestling match and it, it was something else i enjoyed it nice uh, Ryan, I believe I sent you the link to our list. You did. Do, do yeah. you have that accessible? I do. Um, you wanted me to rate this. Is that well, yeah, that's what we do every. Is this Ryan's first time on the podcast? You like what? Forty episodes in so, here with the formula. Episode so. thirty-one. <laughs> uh, what, so where are you? Where are you thinking? I. It was a good match. It really was. I, I did enjoy it. Um, I would say like. Easily top fifteen. Okay, top, maybe not uh, top ten, but top fifteen. Yeah. Okay, Robert, do you uh, the feel the mid teens? The mid teens. Do, do you? I don't know what everyone's thoughts on this match is. I'm going to be an impartial, you know, observer. This is on the this. this is the best wrestling match I've ever seen. <laughs> Ro- Robert is going to be pissed if you do not rank this number one. Uh, um, my guys won. That's all. Is important. That's true. You know? <laughs> I, I I mean I'm not sure where Ryan's leaning, but I got to say, for me, I think. Uh, the only disappointing part for me is that I was really expecting more out of Tenru. Okay, sure. Um, and I get that, like you said, we kind of he was there to be the sacrificial lamb, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, we're in Japan, this is his home territory. I was expecting, I was expecting some more out of him. Yeah. So that's the only disappointing part and of this match for me. A quick note, and not that this necessarily affects your ranking, Ryan, but uh, the I think the reason why the match ended the way that it did. So you have Hulk Hogan, who's like the WWF champion at that point in time. Right. You have Tenru, who's the top star of the SWS, and you have the Road Warriors, who like they have you know their own reputation in Japan. So you can't beat any of those guys cleanly in a way mm. that's decisive. Mm-hmm. So the way that you leave that more open ended is, oh, they got counted out as kind of a bullshit finish. 
So that happened a lot in like the 80s. Especially. I think it's fine. I really I like the end of the match. I like when that shit happens and they just go in with fucking chairs and like the refs get knocked down. And I'm like, right. Anyone who's coming in just gets hit with the fucking chair. So that's that, a positive. Yes, view. that was fine. That didn't bother me okay. that much. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I thought we should fucking win that. You know, I thought it was mm-hmm. we had right. the right pick. We. But, uh, well, we had done. <laughs> uh, I think where are we I kind of want to go like 13. I kind of want to go 13. What's uh what 13 right now? You get pushes that ahead of four, Let me so, let me so open that up. I just want to double check your science here. Yeah. Just, not that I, you know, <laughs> not that I doubt that your scientific findings It are was accurate. actually a pretty good bet. I could go probably a little bit higher, but I think So fast. so so while he's while he's determining yeah, what, me... where he rates this match. Yeah. You're wearing an interesting shirt. I've been meaning to ask about this yeah. whole time. It says it's it's a white shirt with some black lining and black letters on it that say Suplex City Bitch. Yeah. What is that? It's a reference to an offhand comment that was made by a professional wrestler in the middle of a wrestling match. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, who has not made an appearance on Hardmark yet. He has uh, not? Really? Uh, no. No. We've I've, been, been, I've been watching a lot of Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. That's what I, Brock Lesnar is a that. good watch, but there was a match where he ba- he suplexed, which is a professional wrestling move where you basically okay. just throw somebody. Yeah, okay. And uh, he just, in the middle of the match, uh, he, he after he suplexed a, a gentleman, he, he like, suplex city, bitch! And uh, that sort of became a meme very briefly. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Seems like there should be a comma there, but you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> suplex city, bitch. Uh, Get with your grammar. I am the suplex city, bitch. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I I I, okay. I I I uh I know most of the Brock Lesnar I've experienced he doesn't talk much. It's, uh it's no he's he's pretty quiet but yeah, uh, yeah. in that one one scenario that's why when he does say it okay it, yeah. it means something. Yeah. Uh, okay what do we think? I, I, a twelve I think I'll put a twelve. Okay so um, this is the new number twelve. Yeah let's put it at number twelve. Let me make a quick note to myself so yeah. new number twelve. All right, so that is our ranking. We've got the science. So top 15, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was a good match. It was. It, yeah. was, it was enjoyable. It broke the Hulk streak where the, all the yeah, Hulks are in the, the lower Hulk, 20s. Yeah, the Hulk played a better role in this match for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah we'll, we'll see if they, maybe that turns the tide on your, your Hulk opinion. I, d- now I don't think so, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and get some more air conditioning yeah. <laughs> in, into future episodes, there uh, and we'll see, see uh, what we go. Uh, so we got to finish this thing. It's It's gone on a while. We should probably end it. Mm-hmm. We should probably end it. The same way that we always end our episodes, Ryan, with everyone's favorite way, favorite topic. Everyone loves this much more than than Ryan's corner, Eric's wisdom tree. <laughs> so I'm going to give everyone a piece of advice. <laughs> this is about to get interesting. Ryan, I know you're an asshole about these things. Yeah. So, Perfect start. Yeah. So here's my piece of advice for you, Ryan. I know that you don't have a new uh, shower head. So your butt's dirty, but maybe you'll take this advice. Uh, do you have a queen size bed, Ryan? I don't have a bed in there at all. Wait, what? <laughs> I have a nice big couch. Like that's uh, what? Yeah. God damn it! This wasn't where I was expecting to go with this. You don't have a bed? <laughs> I, have a, I have a studio apartment. Um, you have a couch? I have a couch? Is it a hey, futon? I just not. Does I, it fold out? No, I did the couch living for a bit. Yeah, I, I, it's just I'm it's a big it. it's a big couch. Like it's it, but yeah. what, what's your table situation? I don't. I have a coffee table. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, you're not like boxing it. No, I have a okay. coffee table. What type of couch? <laughs> I mean, it's like an L like shape. It's a big L. <laughs> He's staring at a completely different. Does room. it have like the like the big square in the middle of it, or what type of fucking couch are we talking about? No, it doesn't have a big square in the middle. It's just it's, leather. It's, it's just it's, an L shaped couch. Side leather or linen. 
It's not leather. I, I, the other option, I don't know sure what linen is as far as material. Like, like similar to that one? Is yeah. that linen? Yeah. Yeah, it's yes. linen. Okay, all right. You don't own a bed? I have a studio fucking apartment. Hey, look, he like, doesn't need, the man doesn't need a bed. The couch yeah. is perfectly fine. Hey, hey. No one lives with me. I just... No wonder you saved up so much goddamn money all this time. You don't own a bed. You can't afford a fucking shower head to spray your butthole out. What's I have a shower you? head already. Yeah, but it doesn't actually remove Eric, spray you your act butthole like everyone out, Everyone fucking gets, rents an apartment and replaces the shower head immediately. I mean, yeah, but I, not everybody doesn't own a bed, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a bed. That is, that, but uh, I have a couch as a bed. And you're using the fact that you have a studio apartment as an excuse for not having. Where would a bed? I put a fucking bed in a studio apartment? Just friend, don't have a couch. My friend has a studio apartment. He ain't got no couch. He got a bed. I, yeah, no, no. I have a couch, no bed. Hey, the, look, uh, yeah. you know what? You know what? When I first moved to Seattle, I lived in a in a small room that probably wasn't even the size of a prison cell. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even have a bed. Sure, I didn't even have a couch. Yeah, I just slept on um, on a on a blow up mattress, and that blow up mattress got a hole in it. I just slept on the concrete floor with a little carpet over it. Uh, you know what? That's commendable. The fact that you would you would have the initiative to even get a blow up mattress <laughs> because fucking Ryan didn't even do that, and you were living in a one bedroom apartment. Did you have a bed there? No, but he's got a couch. He I have. Need I do have. Mattress. I do have a blow up mattress. You know in what? A box. I'm defending you, Ryan. I appreciate I'm, it. Yeah. Look, a, a, a couch perfectly fine. If you're comfortable I, I, with I, that, I've done that well for eight months. Like, I've done the children in Africa. I have. <laughs> <laughs> How many cats do you own? I have two cats. Oh, that's a problem. Okay, so you're you just on, you're sleeping you got... on a couch with two cats running all over you. So in a one studio cat apartment? does sleep next to me usually, and the other cat in the closet. Your in the existence, closet. okay, is fucking depressing to me. I, it doesn't fucking. No one else lives there. It's just me. <laughs> Can you even call what you're doing living? Yeah. Yeah. I'm defend. I, I'm with you. Ryan. It's I'm, like a I'm, step I'm, above a homeless man. I, I'm not, it's a nice little studio apartment. Like, <laughs> like you could say, "Oh yeah, I just have a refrigerator box that I sleep in," and like wait, that wait, would wait. be comfortable. Which, which, which area? Woodenville. 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 Yeah. Mm. Woodenville's the line for you, Robert. I think, like, I think you just lost Robert, man. <laughs> it was right on my side, and then Woodenville. It's down the street from you, Robert. I don't like, even remember where Woodenville is. I don't. <laughs> what a. So, you fucking totally upended the wisdom. I'm yeah, like, this is some I, Kent shit. This is some- I, 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 think, I, think, I think this thing is off the rails, Eric. I don't know if you can bring What it were back. you going to say? Like, Well, for normal human beings that sleep on beds, <laughs> I was going to say, hey, if you have a queen-size bed, uh, you should actually get a comforter that's for a king. That way, if you have like a spouse or a significant other that like takes a lot of the comforters, that way you'll have enough for everybody, and it's not going to be an issue. That's that's the way I do it. I've got so, a, I've so, got just a you know a regular full size. I've got a queen. Yeah, uh, yeah. A comforter. So, on. I that's mean, a good play. So so, so uh, I, mean, I mean we can edit this for your couch. Just get yourself a full size comforter. And yeah. you're set. <laughs> just get a nice duvet cover for like you know a larger couch, and then that'll be fine. I threw my bed away when I moved in the dump. And at the, I, I, I tried to get someone to take this beautiful, like, queen size bed, and I, no one would buy it on, on offer up. It's, so a, I fucking, it's a sleep number. Uh, no so I, I've lived my life with beds, but I, you know, right now I'm in a no bed phase. <laughs> yeah. He's at a time in his life the, where a bed right. is not yeah. the priority. And you look more rested than, than I've ever <laughs> seen. I, I, like, I like that conversation. It's like, hey, uh, how much is the mattress? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, do you have a detachable shower head? Nope. It's like, hmm. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I don't 
even okay. But anyway, that's uh, that's our closing tree. Okay. If you have a queen size or a smaller mattress, upsize your comforter, and then Absolutely. that way that's you'll the have... smartest thing I ever mm-hmm. did. Yeah, yeah. So much wisdom. I'm actually uh, gonna be buying a new comforter here, and I think I might take this word to wisdom. Absolutely, it's amazing. Right. And if you want to scale that wisdom down even more, sleep on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> and with and with that said, everybody, that concludes episode thirty-one of the Hardmark Podcast. If you're not hard, get hard. Actually, do you guys want a quick uh, promo before we end this thing? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I want. I just want to say thank you for having us on this episode. This was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and introduced me to my first wrestling match. Um, as always, you can you can find us on at Watching It Podcast. You can also email us at Watching It Podcast at Gmail and you can follow us on Instagram at Watching It Podcast. Donnell, where else can they find us? Always uh, get us on uh, Watching It Pod at or at Watching It Pod on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to do too much of a plug, but give us that, that five star review. You know, <laughs> you don't have to give this show a five star review, but if you come over to our show, give that a five star review. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, how come you? Not to keep prolonging this. How come? How come you Ubered away from my home instead of sleeping in a bed? Because I have a spare room with a bed in it, and you chose to Uber. I had back. a great. I had a great. Why haven't trip. you offered him a bed? He he did. <laughs> oh, okay. I did, and he declined it in the yeah. favor of whatever this. Mattress, yeah. whatever. This, this okay. counts. <laughs> All right. There's no way I'm going to get my head wrapped around this. If you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. Dirty meat law. Uh.